0: The opinions expressed
1: on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact. fact-checking and corrections are encouraged.
0: Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please?
1: Ah, very good coffee. Yeah. Raise your hand if you love
2: coffee. Yeah, my
1: hand's raised. Damn good coffee, and hot. Wake
3: up, America. You've got a dog that needs walking. That's right, sunshine. Just put on a big pot of strong coffee.
1: And get ready to type your little hate mail with your opinions about Kumbaya and Flat Earth Insanity. Stand-up comedy?
3: You want stand-up comedy? Well, we got, well, we've got sit-down comedy. It's time for Coffee with the Dog. You make me
1: laugh. Why? Why, when he said sit-down comedy, do you get, like, a punch sound? Like, somebody's getting punched to sit down. Sit down. Ooh. Sit down. I don't know. Fans aren't as loud as they were yesterday. Or is it just I'm deafer than I was yesterday? Probably. A little more both. Ah, yeah. Coffee, 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 coffee. And a little more coffee. Oh, I thought the band was going to be done there. Ah, now they're done. Good morning, folks. It is Tuesday, February 6th, 2024. I hope you're having a wonderful day in California. I hope you're drying out a little bit. I think the rain has stopped there. Uh, Now it's time to uh, um, soak it up, (laughs) dry out. Uh, The L.A. River is flowing like crazy. There's a lot to talk about here today. There's some things I don't want to talk about, uh, but I'm going to have to at least in passing. here. Yeah. A lot of people have already reached out to me thinking about you today. Today is a, a very sad anniversary for me. Uh, but you know what? I wasn't thinking about it. I was thinking about hanging out with my friend John Rulo later at uh, 1015 today, who's going to be on the show, until people started telling me out there thinking about me today. So I appreciate the thoughts. Uh, I really do. I love my friends. But uh, trying to avoid sad memories. Anyway. Toby Keith passed away. He let the old man in. Now, I'm thinking he knew he was dying. He's a young man, by the way. The old, don't let the old man in. I don't think... How old was he, Toby Keith? I don't think he was 60. Um, I think he's probably in his mid-50s. Um, I'm just trying to see here. Uh, how old was he? Uh... Born in 61, so he was over 60. He was 62. Right, 62. He was getting ready to turn 63. Um, yeah, So, not that young. But he had just come out with a, a song not too long ago called Don't Let the Old Man In. I think he knew he was dying. I don't know what he died of. Um, Toby Keith, best known for um, Put a Boot in Your Ass or something. Uh Patriotic songs from a guy who never served in the military, you know, uh, military patriotic songs from a guy who never um, served in the military is a a little weird for me. It's a little, I don't know, wolf in sheep's clothing or sheep in wolf's clothing or something like that. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Uh, Anyway, he uh, apparently had stomach cancer. I'm just looking at the headline right now. Anyway, rest in peace, uh, Toby Keith. If you're a Toby Keith fan, um, I'm sure you you know what? His career, I think, had been over for a while, except for that song he just came out with. And again, I think he knew he was dying, and that was the purpose behind the song. But maybe I'm, I'm crossing a line into ugliness here that I should probably try to avoid exposing myself for the cold-hearted, uh, mean son of a bitch that I am. Uh, yesterday... Did not get a lot of hate mail. Got a lot of love mail. Well, I'm not love mail, but people agreeing with me. I got, for the most part, on the Second Amendment thing. Even gun, uh, gun enthusiasts were agreeing with me that the Second Amendment needs a complete rewrite, that it makes no sense. And it, it doesn't really address guns. It addresses arms, and arms means something completely different in today's world. So I got a lot of that, but I did get one guy can't remember his name, now. Frank something. Uh, he was in, in Arkansas. <laughs> Not that that makes a difference, does it? Maybe. He says he thinks he should have the right to have nuclear weapons. Which, yeah, it's fine for you to say, I think I should have the right for nuclear weapons. But what about the people you don't like, people who are you deem as your enemy, people who are on the other side of the political fence that you're on uh, do you want them to have nuclear weapons you're, you want your enemies because there are internal enemies we have to acknowledge that we have internal enemies do you want them to have nuclear weapons that's a real question not do you want you to have, be have the right to have it yeah everybody I don't think I should have the right to have everything everything should be mine anyway but overwhelmingly Uh, supportive of the idea that, yeah, the fucking thing makes no sense whatsoever in today's world. I did get a couple of people (laughs) angry about, uh, not the cross-dressing songs, but the fact that I called the uh, founding fathers, uh, I didn't call them cross-dressers. I said they were men in makeup and high heels and wigs. And that's true. And I'm not putting people down who are into that. If that's your thing that's your thing. The thing was that was the cultural thing of the day and that's why I brought it up because it's it's not really relevant listen if you if you think um, the government is run currently run by uh, old Englishmen in makeup and high heels and wigs, you're not like paying attention <laughs> take a look around. I mean, they might be... Lindsey Graham probably does it on the side, (laughs) but he's not showing up to the Senate every day uh, with white makeup all over his face and uh, high-heeled shoes and a wig. It's Just a different cultural time. And that's the point I was making. I'm not trying to put down people who were... I don't know. Like to dress differently than cultural... uh, norms norms not norm mcdonald norm, norm wall. <laughs> uh the border bill people are uh, talking about the border bill it's online and it's available for you to read so you don't have to take other people's word for it you could read the bill yourself here's the address right here uh it's kind of a long address but i'll put it in the description after the show but you can read it right there. I'll leave it up there for a minute if you want to look at it and see uh, or copy it down or just take a screenshot of it so you can uh, go there later. Listen, why, and I'm not talking to Republicans, I'm not talking to Democrats, I'm talking to anybody. Why would you take the word of your cable TV news uh, or your social media feed about what the bill says when you could read it for yourself and know for sure Because you're lazy. It's a long bill. Uh, And some of it you might have to slow down because it's, you know, typical legalese. And there are, there's some pork in there. There's some pork. So it's not an easy read. It's not a fun read. But you you have two choices. You can just take the word of people who want to yank your dick. Or you can find out for yourself. And if you want to keep complaining about and just be a cheerleader in the world of politics, you certainly can do that by not reading the bill and just listen to your favorite talking head on TV or just go to whoever you follow on social media and take their word for it. Or you could find out for yourself. What is the line from Tommy Boy about sticking your head up a cow's ass or something? I'd rather take the butcher's word for it. I think you'd rather take your, the butcher's word for it in this case. Uh, because, listen, that bill is like sticking your head up a cow's ass. It's a lot of stinky work. It's There's some some brutality involved in, in it. Um, anyway, want to get the men in here. But before I get the men in here, there's still some bullshit I want to throw at you. <laughs> it's going on in the world. Uh, RFQ, uh, known to most people as RFK Jr., is whining about Secret Service protection. And listen, I say whining. He, he's begging for a Secret Service protection. Nikki Haley has asked for Secret Service protection. And uh, that is bothering RFQ because he's been asking for it for months. I understand that. Listen, his name is Kennedy. He's running for president. He wants to be protected. But here's my take on that. The Secret Service was in charge of protecting his Uncle John didn't do so good the Secret Service was in charge of protecting his father Robert senior didn't do so good the Secret Service was in charge of protecting Gerald Ford who was shot at twice and only lived because the people were bad shots and missed him but if they were good shots Ford would have died in office. Ronald Reagan was protected by the Secret Service and was only saved because of good doctors and good luck on his part. Secret Service, their track record in my lifetime, not so good. So, yeah, you could sit there whining, I'm, you know, I should have protection. But if you're a Kennedy, you can pro- absolutely hire a better security team than the Secret Service. Um, so there's that. and uh, Just uh, putting that out there. It's kind of comical that he's... You know, complain, uh, I did Secret Service protection. Ask your father how that goes. Ask your Uncle John. Oh, you can't. That's right, because the Secret Service fucking blew it. Or might have been involved in some conspiratorial circles. Anyway, um, there's that. Uh, Lastly, well, there's even more than that stuff now. Um, A lot to talk about here today. And uh, I hope uh, the gentleman will have some comments on some of the things I'm talking about. Yesterday, a porn star, uh, Lisa Ann, uh, brunette woman with huge knockers, uh, there was a video of her circulating, getting dra- uh, dragged out of a Matt Rife show, I think at Radio City Music Hall, some big place in New York City, I think it was Radio City Music Hall, uh, apparently uh, getting arrested or having a cell phone at a comedy show. Now, it's okay for a club to throw somebody out, but get arrested for having a cell phone. It's very odd. It's not against the law. There's no law that says you can't have a cell phone. There's a policy, but she, uh, so there was video of her and NYPD people dragging her out and she's saying, I did nothing wrong. And People are suspect of that. She went on Twitter and posted a picture from, I don't know how she got this picture. It was like a security camera or something of her not having a cell phone out, but the person next to her having a cell phone out taping the show. So it uh seems to support her claim that she did nothing wrong. But in any case, Matt rife having people arrested, and that's you know, where does he get the power to have people arrested? I could see him throwing, you know. If there's a policy and you can't have your uh, cell phone out at a comedy show and somebody takes their cell phone out, uh, you either ask them to put it away or you, in some cases you can have them escorted out. But not by the uh, NYPD in cuffs. Um, you now, people are uh, you know what? Porn stars don't get the fair shake <laughs> in, as far as uh, public opinion. People are saying she, you know, she's just doing this for attention. She's uh, she's uh, making the stuff up. She's lying. The evidence that she's presented so far seems to um, both to her case or, or at least back her a case up. Uh, last thing before I bring the, the gentleman in, uh, well there's still two more things. Well, the uh, poster and, and ad not happy with them. Uh I've gone back for another revision on the poster. The ad I think I could do myself the video ad and do a better job of it because there's no voiceover or anything it's just music it's a 30 second spot and it's not really that impressive. I can't see uh, it being worth the money so'm I'm, I'm contesting all this stuff but I had a thought on this poster the, the poster might not uh, might not be worth the money but it's certainly good enough for you my friends to help us out. Uh, I'm probably there's probably no way out of this deal contractually wise, I'm going to have to go through with that but what I'm going to ask you to do is when the poster is uh, finalized to download it, print it out go to your supermarket and put it on the bulletin board there, every supermarket or if you're working a, a small business, bring it in, put it on the counter or on the window or something like that make sure it's visible to your customers around the country around the world uh wherever you are, it's pretty I'll make it uh, downloadable and you can just download it, and print it out if you have a printer yourself, or just you know, go to Staples or Office Max or I don't hate to they're not sponsored, but maybe they should be. Um and just print it out and put it wherever you possibly can. Let's get a uh, grassroots movement of letting people know about the program. I'd appreciate that. Uh you know, the last thing, last thing, I promise, is the last thing. Uh, and then I'll bring the guys in. Tracy Chapman, Luke Coles. Um I did not see the Grammys. Uh, there is a clip going around of them performing Fast Car. Very, very good stuff. Uh, people are talking about um, being a uh, bridge gap type moment because they come from different worlds. Uh, and. Um, the thing that uh, the only thing comment I have on it, uh, it's a good song. It's really hard. You know what? It's a it's a tricky song to play and sing, and both of them do it well. And Luke Combs is doing it in the same key, the original key that she did it in. That's nice. But there's a picture of Tracy Chapman holding uh, what looks like a baby Taylor that looks like my baby Taylor, and it, it. I'm really impressed with the guitar more than anything. But she looks. She's got my guitar. And she's got G.D. Fenderson's hair. Absolutely. She's got, take a good look at uh, the photos of Tracy Chapman. She is trying to look like G.D. Fenderson. She has gone out of her way to adopt the G.D. Fenderson look. But she's playing my guitar because G.D. Fenderson refuses to play an acoustic guitar. And a baby Taylor would look good on him. He'd look just like Tracy Chapman. Or, you know what, with the side boob, possibly. Speaking of his side boob, let's say good morning to TD Sideboob.
4: Do I have sound? Yes, you have sound. You do. All right, in that case,
1: <laughs> sing Fast Car for me.
4: Uh, hell no! <laughs> if your Tuesday nights are as empty are empty like this mug, come to the Doghouse Open Mic at the West York Inn in West York, PA, and no. then tune in to Lord and uh. His Lady.
1: I was going to say, stay home okay. and watch Lord and His Lady. But, okay. you and can then it, tune
4: in to Lord and His Lady. Yes, you can have me in the front end and Willie in the back. <laughs> an Eiffel Tower of entertainment. Holy yeah. shit. That's some I writing. It. I
1: love it. Uh, that's quite a, quite a mouthful you said there. Uh, that's
4: why it's an Eiffel Tower.
1: That's why you're in the front. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, I'm going to take this uh, bill down now. But, uh, uh, People, I just want to remind people: you can read the bill for yourself rather than taking people's word for it. That, and if you want to take people's word for it, then uh, you're stuck with whatever stake you get. Or you could join me in sticking your head up the butcher's ass, which I did this morning, uh, and it was a lovely view. Uh, there it is. I'll put it in the description later. Uh, you guys got any comments on any of the nonsense I was talking about? Uh,
4: first, uh, yeah, we- you you stepped on my promo for my thing for your PA, but you let Willie's go through. You didn't step on that's. That, well,
1: Mrs. Well,
4: Mrs. Mrs. Is, is February. No, I did it. I
1: absolutely, <laughs> I absolutely did it in, in the, uh, in the, uh, spirit of white supremacist month, which we are right in the middle of right now.
4: That's, um, no, no, that's, that's March. Oh, okay. Anyway, uh,
1: listen, your doghouse thing has been going on since the seventies uh and, it, and we will it's been promoted and we will continue to promote it but willie's trying to get off the ground here he's like he's trying he's like the right brothers trying to take his first flight get some momentum behind it and i i just feel like that there, there's a little bit of a priority to help him get airbound
4: air, air first of all b- both of those statements are well the second statement is true he's trying to get his willie off the ground air I understand that is air but, the word i don't know but the but the the, the the I've only been like guest hosting that the the York West York PA open mic starting tonight seventy nine. You know, I get the whole month seventy nine. The guest host I get February of seventy nine in February of this year
1: seventy nine.
4: And and, and and that's I don't, I don't know that's just it just seems so unfair. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm making my debut as the guest host in February, and you're just, like, poo-pooing on it.
1: Mia Culpa, I am sorry it will never happen again. We will actually promo it four or five more times during the show then today to make it up for you, so.
4: I don't know. I don't You know I think it hurts so much now. I don't know. It's like So six? How know, many ten, fucking times do I need to, to do it to make up for this terrible mistake? Well, according according to psychologists, if you say one bad thing, you need to make it up by saying ten positive things. All right. So ten. Wrong. Okay, ten. <laughs> ten is fine. All
1: right, here's one. Go to C G D at the doghouse tonight. That's one. Well I'll say it again nine more times during the show. Okay. All right.
4: What's the address? Uh, you know, now, now it sounds like white guilt. Now it doesn't even sound. Well, ridiculous. it is white guilt. It is absolutely happy. Okay. It's more like no, olive. I Won't be happy. I want reparations. It's want more like olive guilt. Out. It's olive oh, guilt. Olive guilt. But, Virgin okay.
1: olive guilt. What's the address of it? What's come on?
4: The address of Doghouse? Right I, I, just the West What's York it? Inn in West York, Pennsylvania. Okay, all right. Point uh, of Highland and Market Street. If we can, all right. All right. If you're well,
5: interested, I do have a couple pieces of news. One of them you covered uh, with Toby Keith be uh, passing away, but yeah. I do
1: have some news if you'd like he, it. He let the old man in.
5: Well, it, well, he let the stomach cancer in is what he did, and uh, if he uh, if he would have uh, smoked some more weed with Willie, he probably would have been all right, but
1: that's a good point now do you need an official news introduction or you just want to uh, talk you just I mean, we can just things?
5: do it that's okay we don't have to do the thing
1: it's okay. no uh, if we're going to um, do it if you're going to do news it needs an official news introduction okay
5: uh, okay all right uh, if you're doing news?
1: gossip you get the gossip introduction I, I wasn't prepared for this uh oh here it is news, news gossip, We'll stick a boot in your ass. I take a boot in your ass, right? Or, or and here's the news.
5: That
4: theme song is American the Soldier. The rest of us
5: country.
1: Why? Are we talk?
5: Why, are we, why are we talking after the news? Say, all right. Uh, American country singer, American Soldier. Country singer Toby. That was the song, by the way. American Soldier. Uh, Toby Keith passed away in his home, surrounded by family. The 62-year-old had been battling stomach cancer. And as I said, I think he should have smoked more weed with Willie again. Um, A New York man is suing McDonald's for putting cheese on his Big Mac. 28-year-old Charles Olson had to be rushed to the hospital after a visit in February of 2021, according to court documents filed on Friday. Mr. Olson does have a receipt showing that he checked the no-cheese option. However, I would like to let McDonald's know that I am on their side. Uh, as a longtime McDonald's customer, I would happily testify in court that you got to be a giant idiot to not know to check your order.
1: <laughs> also.
5: Oklahoma. What was that?
1: I There's an also there. Uh, yeah. The Big Mac. To to all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese. Cheese, yes. A seed he button. did
4: order it with no cheese, it's but good. still. And I don't even know uh, if it's American cheese. It's not even cheese. It's cheese food. Right. So if mean, he checked yeah, no yeah, cheese, he didn't you get cheese. He got cheese food.
5: Cheese with uh, fire. You can't. Yeah. He got cheese food. He didn't get
4: cheese. We so, have oh, more I news. on this. We have more all news. Right.
5: Also, Oklahoma lawmakers are trying to block government agencies from celebrating Pride Month. Honestly, I don't think anyone living in Oklahoma should feel pride about anything, and that's uh,
1: the news. Well, Toby Keith was from Oklahoma. They have pride in the Case Toby. In point. It, today is uh, yeah <laughs> National Toby Keith Day. Uh, we'll put a bullet in your ass. I always thought he was saying bullet in your ass that's no yeah I like I, that's, I, I, that's, that's I like edzel
4: washington in that training day you shot me in the ass yeah i, I don't know any toby keith songs at least not on purpose i probably have been tricked into oh my god listening my, to my favorite is on how, like how do you like me now how do you like me now man uh i'm i ain't as good as i once was but i'm as good yeah, once as good i ever too. was okay uh, i do i do know that song i didn't know that was toby keith but then again i like I said, I've been tricked into listening to his music. But I, I love this bar.
5: We were Willie again. I, don't
4: I love think this, I know that. You don't know. I love this bar. And what was the
1: one that was his first hit that was it was Oh, cowboy. it should have
5: been a cowboy. Should have been No, 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 no. Be, no,
1: before that, uh it was like a rap song. Um Toby Keith's first hit was was like a slow rap, slow cowboy rap.
5: Was, I thought his first hit was, should have been a cowboy.
1: Well, I, may, I, I think wrong. that was a little later. Wrong. No, it could have been. You could be right about that, but it, this was one of his first hits anyway. But it was like a uh, getting some.
4: Or getting some? No. Oh, that's okay. I, I have to research it anyway for Critical Joke Theory on Thursday when I write it, so... I will I'll learn I'll learn more about him on Thursday than I really care to. What well, why is it is that a, uh part of
1: uh like Oh yeah, he had Red Solo Cup too. Uh is that part of like the Yeah, Red Solo Cup of the sport bar. Oh yeah, you know?
5: who's that man? God, that's a good song.
1: Um is that part of like the uh, you know big political uh, uh, critical joke theory? It's usually all about politics, right? So
4: no, it's basically headlines and headlines. So th- I think Kobe Te- Toby Keith dying it would be like a headline. Ooh, gotta get you some. Gotta get you some. I start off the critical joke theory talking a lot more action. I, no. I start off critical joke theory covering the deaths that happened that week. We're talking. On, we're talking over
1: you. We're not even listening to you. Um,
4: oh, okay. Yeah, that's. I'm used
1: to that. Ooh, got to get you some. Got to get you some. Got to get you some love. That was a, a rap song that Toby Keith had out, and I don't even see
4: that listed in, in here. That's okay. They probably didn't have Crack the sky. She's a dancer listed either. They, they, you can't trust these lists anymore. Got to get you, you some. Can't trust them. Who's in charge of making the list? Uh, uh, Google. Surely not Schindler. It, it's Google. Okay, yeah. See, if it was Schindler's List, he probably have it on there because he ha- he has a pretty comprehensive list. Yeah, or was that a list? I don't know. His first had a list. He also.
5: Should have been a cowboy. All
1: right. Yeah, okay. Uh, now do you want to g- either one of you guys want to give me some shit about my RFQ comments? The Secret Service.
4: You no, think that- I think you're totally no. right. He should totally. I, be I don't think we should waste the money protecting security. him. No. No, he anti-vaxxer, but he wants but he wants uh, a s- Secret Service, but he doesn't want a vaccine. Well, whether he and
1: deserves it or not, it wasn't my point. But OK, you can you can make that point. But that wasn't the point that I I was just arguing that the Secret Service is not very good at doing the, at protecting the president. It,
4: right. no, it is. It, it's you. like it's like it's like any other team. OK. The best members on the team are going to get the profile job. They're going to get the starting job, which is the president. Okay, so your best players are getting the starting job to protect the president, regardless of how bad they may be. Those are your best players. So anyone after that is like lower tier. So then like your next tier is probably protecting Kamala. okay, and then your third tier is probably protecting, you know, maybe Speaker of the House, something like that. But then you get down to like the fifth and sixth tier, which are the ones that are protecting uh you know candidates and stuff like that which are basically like your newbies you know they just started up they're not really going to take a bullet they just like the prestige they're like you're just like getting laid saying hey i'm secret service girl check this out see my gun take a bullet fuck no that's (laughs) no 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 i'm secret service don't, don't tell anybody. It's a Should have been a cowboy with '93. I think that
1: getcha Some was before that. I really do. I think it was like nine. And, uh, and it's not even listed here in his songs. It's like I think
5: it was, this is a, not. A, I think it was the same album.
1: I am not doing a Mandela effect here. I re, there is definitely a song, but it's not listed in his disc disc discography. Dis- 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 I can't say the word dis- discography. Discography. Yeah, discography. It's not listed. If that in was it. a song. Just go grappy. Yeah. Uh Grappy. Uh,
4: grappy
1: duck. All right. Uh let's move. Let's move on from Toby Keith. How about how about the Lisa and Matt Rife thing? Are you are you guys did you know about oh, it? Do you have anything yeah, to say? Yeah,
5: no, but- I read up on that this morning as well. I don't know why I didn't include that in my stories, but she was arrested for being a disturbance because she didn't like when they came to kick her out, she didn't want to leave. Uh, and then she was being a disturbance. Apparently she kicked a couple of the officers. You know what I mean? So it wasn't the phone thing that got her arrested. It's that she wouldn't leave. And then the cops got
4: called. But why are they asking her to leave, leave if she didn't have the phone? I would be pissed off too. If I didn't have a well, phone. Well, no, no. The,
5: I mean, there's definitely credence to that. If it wasn't her and it was a person next to her, I'd be like, fuck you. It wasn't me. I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah. You know, so, well, and I, uh, I guess she knows Matt personally which was another that's what she said in well, one that's a strike against
4: her that's why she should be arrested just really. doing him personally <laughs> should get her arrested oh uh, well <laughs> Willie's bringing up a, a kind of a important point here now
1: we don't because if she was making a disturbance yes but I uh, you're both making good points here if I was if I did not have a phone out and they told me you got to get out for having your phone out I would make a bit of a disturbance too like that wasn't me it was her. but stills don't tell the whole picture she's got a picture of her sitting there without her phone out and the person next to her with that phone out are still you don't know that she didn't take her phone out two minutes later or two seconds later right. or whatever yeah. um, but this whole idea of she can't we can't take her word for what happened because because uh, she is what she is um well that's is.
5: terrible i mean that i don't think that has credence at all what, what is she what,
1: She's, She's a porn, a porn star.
5: No, that's she and is. That, what she yeah, is, so what is make she? A porn, a porn, Just because you're a porn star doesn't. She, make she lies. She a
1: lies, lies to the general public about wanting cum on her face for a living. That's not a lie. That's a, no. It's a script. I don't know if it's in the script. I don't know. Did but. That's the fact that she. Uh, this is what she does. We, we established this last week with uh, Dr. Leanna Wolf that women don't like men coming on their face, but they all yeah, say. Yeah,
5: I mean, that that's that's still debatable. I'm sure, that listen,
1: some I'm some sure of them in deals. a
5: general sense, in a general sense, women don't like it. But there's
4: some women out there that do indeed like it.
1: Christina said, I'm, "As long I'm as I don't get sure. it in her eyes, I'm, she's okay with it." Well, I'm
4: pretty right. sure in hindsight. I'm pretty sure in hindsight that my if I know, if my mother knew that there was a choice between having four kids or having a little bit on her chest, which was like a double G, which means she had never seen it coming anyway. You know, it would be like <laughs> <it's> <laughs> a little <laughs> chilly in here today. Yeah, you know, I think she would have gone chill. with the. I think she would have gone with the the bad the bad aim. Yeah. Well, then she
1: should have been shooting at Gerald
4: Ford. Um, (laughs)
1: uh, Now, (laughs) I don't want to get too far off uh, the beaten path here. Uh, But so, was she arrested? Were there actual charges filed? We don't know. We didn't see any of the police report on that. It could have been all just like a publicity stunt. But does she need publicity? Uh,
4: You mean mean publicity like the other comedian show who... He pretended that there was some kind of issue, and he rushed everybody out and he rushed them off stage. You, 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 like, like performance art, you mean? Like this could be like performance art? No, yeah, well, that's what I, it could be. I mean, you never. Any time I'm sus-
1: suspect about publicity stunts, anytime I see anything like this, now it's been going on so long that anytime you see somebody in the news, something you got to think back. Well, are they? Are they behind this, or, or are there people behind this trying to manufacture some outrage to get their name in the news? But porn stars don't generally need that kind of attention, do they? No. no <laughs> I
4: didn't know who she was no before you mentioned all it. All on their own. Yeah. I, well, I didn't know who she was before you mentioned it, and I didn't even know who Matt Reif was until I started taking part of the show. So I don't know. I,
1: I still don't know who she is, even though I've seen pictures of her. I've seen video of her. Uh, but the point is, porn stars, their fans know, you know, you, they, well, they have like a built-in know. audience yeah and they have a built-in audience right. it's not <laughs> I don't think anybody really fucking cares about the, uh, the, who they are in real life it's, they're buying the, the liar who's saying I want you to come out my face by, by the way don't please don't clip that bit, bit of me saying I want you to come out my face and use and that well, I already, already hit the B AI is going to
4: look for it that's terrible um, yeah uh, Tracy, but at, you're, but at least if they record it, they got you saying do not come on my face, okay? you're not asking I they that? the don't.
1: I think I said, please Dude, I don't know oh, well, I don't, don't. know I'll have to I have to uh, rewind the tape and see what I actually said about
4: coming on my oh, face my uh, uh, anyway see, mean, but see now that is going on because you just said that. So. I, I yep. want to
1: see what I said about coming on
4: my face. Yes, <laughs> see, then you said it again. I know I said it again.
1: But uh
5: yeah, I think we should all say come on my face. No. I think
4: yeah, no, come on where say know. where
5: the white women at. <laughs> no,
4: no, I will say where the white women at, but that's the person <laughs> you're gonna get me to say anything like that. <laughs> How about
5: uh, that please come on my face? Where, no.
4: Where's the white stuff at?
5: Nope. Yeah, where's the white stuff at? Yeah, let's get you to say that. I don't come do on.
4: cocaine. Sorry, I don't do cocaine. <laughs> Never tried it. Uh, uh I, accept- I had my, fr- my friends try to give it to me. I've had plenty of opportunities and then he realized the effect that cocaine might have on my personality and decided to never ask me again. Okay. <laughs> you know, that reminds
5: uh, me, uh, um, uh, God, uh, years ago, uh, we could talk about, we could talk about this joke because it's okay to steal from sex offenders. Bill Cosby had a joke years ago that said, uh, um, he was he was talking to somebody that did cocaine. He was like, Well, why do you do that? And he said, Because it intensifies your personality. Well, what if you're an asshole?
4: <laughs> yes. And that was that was the reference I made to my friends. I, I did actually bar actually I didn't say those lines. I just said I asked them, why do you want me to do cocaine? And they said because and they said because it intensifies your personality. I said, yeah. Do you really want me more intense? I don't
0: know they that that's really
1: true, that it intensifies your personality. It definitely bugs your eyes out, it makes you loud, but it, I don't Uh-oh. think it, I think it changes your personality, because, I don't know, I don't know what I know. It's I been don't so know. long that I don't really remember
4: who I was. I mean, yeah, it's been a Sounds long like time. I don't think you can use I've a bump done. to God. refresh your memory. Uh, like you I think you can use
1: a bump to refresh your memory. It even says this it's is the like... year of dumb publicity stunts, I would argue that this is the century or... or
5: the century of I it, mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, or more Depending than the 2000s,
1: <laughs> even before that. I mean, it was also awesome. World Star Two, World Star Three. Uh,
5: the, I'm tired of looking at Toby Keith on my phone.
1: Any uh, comments about the Tracy Chapman, Luke Combs stuff?
4: Tracy Chapman looking like I don't like think her hair looks anything guitar. like mine except for the fact that it's gray. No, she's got the braids and stuff. And, 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 and I am back not opposed up. to using my acoustic guitar. I just won't use it for live performances. I think you, you said, because didn't have one anymore. Didn't, didn't you say you didn't well, have one No, I anymore. have two of them. Well, I have one acoustic steel string and I have one classical. Uh, 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 and my classical is actually, should be a classic, literally because it's, at one point, Yamaha used to make their classical guitars by hand. And then he switched over to being machine made my guitar is one of the last 20 that they made by hand uh-huh. uh, and after that after that batch they started making them by machine
1: we'll send a, a go me uh we'll start a GoFundMe me to uh, have people uh care
4: um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. oh my god yeah but the reason why i don't use my the only reason why i use the one electric guitar on stage is because that's the only one that i have that has locking um pegs so that if if you hit the the neck by accident and you turn the peg it doesn't change the tuning everything hey. else i have if you touch my pegs the guitar gets untuned don't don't
1: fucking touch my peg dude don't get that's don't what ever, i'm saying don't touch that's my what fucking thing get off my that's peg.
4: That's what I'm talking about, and that so that guitar there, Karen. Her name is Karen. She's the only one that has the, that has the locking lo- locking nuts. She white? a white woman?
1: Does she have a? have a? Yeah, is yeah. she a whiny bitch?
5: Does she have a bob a bob haircut?
4: <laughs> no, all of my guitars have names. Um, but Karen, that's Susan. That's Karen. That's Maya. Um, Karen doesn't want you
1: swimming in her pool. Uh, yeah. Or at the Karen's not pool. named
4: after that Karen
1: oh. um, I just want to read you guys this uh, if you don't want to comment on it, that's fine too. but uh, try to stop Willie from commenting. go ahead try y- and stop him. Y- y- the Tracy Chapman Luke Combs performance mattered because it was a connection across supposed divides. but it also mattered because Combs embodied embodied joy, uh, admiration and respect for Chapman, something we, we uh, see far too rarely in these sorts of bridges celebrated. What do you think about that? I
4: I think I don't know uh, who Luke Holmes is. Country guy.
5: People obviously didn't see the CMAs where Jelly Roll sang with Winona Judd for fuck's sakes. I mean
1: like they're both white though, right? Yeah. I think that's that's what people are getting at here. (laughs) <laughs> the racial
4: that's, yeah there's not a real cultural okay there. i thought i thought you just
5: meant the old to new for country. well Why
1: maybe it? that's what they meant listen maybe i'm reading the racial stuff into that because we all know uh i'm a racist by the way go see uh gd at uh the doghouse tonight or in wherever that pennsylvania uh, somewhere in pennsylvania uh I got eight more to go. Keeping
4: track to get get
1: out of race jail. To get out of race jail.
5: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put down a ticker so we know.
1: Yeah, eight more to go to get out of race jail. Um, and I don't remember the address or anything. But <laughs> while you're there, you can watch Lord and Lady and not even pay attention to GD on the stage. So that's
5: oh my god! Uh, no, don't don't do that. Don't go to GD's show, <laughs> and, and I will watch I will get you arrested.
4: I will that's get nice. you arrested faster than a porn star watching Matt <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, so I just because that I don't know is are we they making too much of this stuff because uh, you know what? First of all, if that was was. No, she had one other hit, right? Give me uh, give me one reason to stay here or something, Tracy Chapman. Wouldn't know. Give
5: me one reason to stay here. Well, that, that was that Tracy Chapman? I didn't know.
1: It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but th- I think that was it. So then she kind of went away until Luke Combs did this cover of Fast Car, which was a hit on the country chart. And uh, you know what? Props to him for being able to play that and sing it. It is a pretty tricky down uh, in because it's 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 out of sync your hands and, and your voice are out of sync it's kind of tricky to play but to, to do it in her key and do it just like she did good for him i mean but um i don't know if it cru- crosses any or, uh men's any bridges or whatever the fuck they're trying to say about this thing i think it was just guy liked the song and did it and she of course supported it
4: because she gets royalties every time. It was a hit again, so she got rich. Yeah, again. And it keeps her relevant. It keeps her relevant. Right. Now when she can do the tour with the other nine hundred musicians that have like two hit songs. So the question
1: if you had a hit song, well, just imagine you had a hit song, you wrote a hit song. Right. Right. And it's somebody and somebody who was like totally and antithetical to you. Somebody you don't like at all. Somebody for whether it's for religious or political or whatever, just reasons you don't like them as it uh, wants to do it and cover it. Would and would you do it for the money? No, not for the money. You would just you would say no. You can't cover my song because I don't it's like only you
4: because of the money. Yes, there, it depends on their motive. I mean, I don't care how people feel about me or how I feel about them. But if I created something that I'm proud of, and they, let's say they go, you know, GD. I don't like you. I think you're stupid. I think you're a horrible musician. I don't think you're funny, and I hate your hair. Of course, which I would probably shoot them, but not even. But that's beside the point. I hate your hair, but I am doing something to benefit homeless women and children. And what
1: they don't say it's about the money, but they just say I. uh, David Duke calls you up and says he wants to cover one of your songs, and doesn't tell you any reason why he wants to do it.
4: no, then they'd be looking for David Duke's body. How dare him show up on my property? <laughs> they'd be like, David Duke came to see you. Like, uh, Me? I, hold on. Me? I
1: just want to say to all the networks out there, uh, jokes about people being murdered or-, or, or I didn't uh, say
4: murdered. I, whatever. I didn't say murdered.
1: They are jokes and not intentional. Uh, they're not to be taken seriously. That's but so I didn't ugly.
4: say murdered. I just said disappeared. Okay. Yeah, I have sure. a lot of woods behind me. I just give oh. them a uh, well, gentle shove. I just push them out that way and let the animals do their work.
1: That's fine. I wasn't suggesting that you were joking about uh, murdering David Duke. I was. I was saying if, if in, in case somebody ever does make a joke about. Uh, supposed murder here.
4: It is a joke. Right, and were, right. that's true. I, I would not, quote, murder him. He may what? have an accident in my woods with an axe and maybe <laughs> involving a slingshot or a sword or a spear. You know, probably the same spear that I was holding when he called me a spear chucker. That, you know, Ooh, I'm just saying. You. Now, do, do you remember the first Mash, uh, like
1: the first yeah, episode of Tucker Mash? Spirit Jones, the movie. Yeah. The,
4: the movie Spirit Chucker Jones.
1: Yeah, Spirit Chucker Jones. They Fred were, Williams,
4: I think it was played by Fred Williams. I
1: think the very first episodes of Mash, when it was on CBS, had uh, characters Spirit Chucker Jones, and then they some, right, they did somebody got a little upset about it, and then it was gone. That's just uh, it's just bizarre that that would even uh, even pass Mustard Then I mean, it's just weird. Well, the,
4: the the fact that he called him Spear Chuckers because he threw javelin in college. I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I don't. Know, people just forget their history, and it's, and, and only that. But <laughs> Spear Chucker Jones was not even a real person. You know, the people have got to f- lighten up. Yeah, you lighten up. so else?
5: serious?
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, what? Oh, the Go Go's are getting back together. Are you excited?
4: I will be. Um, okay. Depends on what they do. Were you a big Goldberg I, I fan? Appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate. what they did. I really do. I appreciate what they did, and you know they had to the um, beat. They had to the beat, and they did it while on vacation. Right. So, uh, I, Jane Weedland did a lot of good work. Uh, she uh, well she's the date watcher. She, I almost God, my. Let's put it this way. She's when they were hot. touring and I when they were touring and I found out that they like to hook up on the road, I was volunteering my services every time they were in the neighborhood. Wow. Uh yeah. you know, people thought <laughs> Belinda Carlisle was,
1: was kinda a hottie. I don't know, she was chubby when they first started out. Then she lost the weight and, and uh Ooh Heaven is the place on earth after the go. I just
5: wanna say there's nothing wrong with chubby girls. There are chubby girls that are hot. There okay. totally are.
1: Fine, if that's well, what yeah. you like. I'm just saying that she, people like yeah. like thought she was kind of a, a hottie. And to me, she was a little chubby. Um, but that Jane, whatever her name, Jane Whelan. what uh, Whelan, she was kinda, yeah, she kind of she yeah. had some it girl stuff going on there for a while in her solo career. And I don't, don't remember her, her. Head. Who? Well, well, tell well you her, head, actually, her head her hit would have been when well,
4: she wrote. She wrote, "Our Lips Are Sealed." And that was also covered by her boyfriend, who was in the specials at the time, or Fun Boy Three. Wow, um, I can't so, remember uh, his name.
1: GD is a fucking encyclopedia of go-goism. Kind of.
4: Yeah. Well, oh, well, actually, I and, and, and well, I covered. I used to be in the, I used to co- I covered that song. I Live for the so I had to learn a little bit about it. Okay. But uh, we covered the, the uh, funboy Three version, although I sang the Jane Wheedland part. So we, musically, it was like Phone Boy 3, but uh, vocally, it was like Jane Wheatland. All right. Let
1: Willie talk, and we're going to send David Duke to your house no. to cover one of your songs.
5: All right. So <laughs> the uh, Disturbed show that I went to this weekend, the opening act was this all-girl band called Plush, and a bunch of hotties and fucking rocking-ass music. Like they, In my opinion, they were like the musical performance of the night. Like, like that, uh, the vocals were perfection. Like, it was a really, really good band. That plush band, dude. Sometimes those all girl bands will really knock your socks off.
1: Yeah, uh, there were several local, uh, like the Runaways, Joan Jett and the Runaways was a local yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, um, I, My wife and I saw
5: Joan Jett years ago at Rib Fest.
1: Somebody called me out yesterday and I don't even know who it was because they sent an email and the email doesn't have a name in it and they didn't sign The email is like, uh, go shine your shoes at like AOL.com, <laughs> or something like that. So it's somebody who knows me personally who said, uh, You're a liar because she said you don't know any Taylor Swift songs. And uh, they called me out and they're, tri- they're right because in this is somebody who has to know me pretty well. Two thousand nine, Mikey made me learn a Taylor Swift song called I think Two Become One. It was like Taylor Swift and uh, Boys to Men or something. It was like a duo song, and we played it one gig. So this person, yeah. <laughs> whoever wrote to me, heard me say that I don't know any Taylor Swift songs. Was at a solo, uh, a an acoustic duo gig. Uh, at a place called the pirate in East Islip, New York in 2009 because that's the only time we ever played that song and I couldn't tell you how it goes or any of any of that kind of stuff but uh I'm I was thinking about last night and I'm thinking what the god what the fuck was up, Mikey making me learn that song for because here he is like a middle-aged man and Taylor Swift was a teenager
4: 15 16 years ago yeah, okay <laughs> yeah that see to me that, that to, the first time I didn't I wouldn't have known about the only thing I knew about Taylor Swift was I was in this, uh, a grown man's office and this is when she like first came on the scene a grown man's office and his screensaver was a Taylor Swift and she was like what 9 years old or something you know she was like people best I don't even know she was jailbait but that was the screensaver and I looked at him and I said why is there a young girl on your screen said, is that your daughter he goes no man that's Taylor Swift I'm like White people. God. God. That's not what I said. <laughs> I <Listen, laughs> not see, what
5: I said. Why?
4: Why lump us all together like that? that uh, no. You know, you know what? This <laughs> is your month, so I'm going no, to let you No, I'm just teasing. That's not what I said out loud. Um, so. out, loud. out loud. Yeah, out loud. <laughs> it
5: is what he said inside over and
4: yeah, over it, again. It, that is what I said inside, but that's not what I said out loud because they were a client. You don't insult your clients like that. Uh,
1: the King Charles stuff you guys uh, got any comments. On oh yeah, thing?
5: he's uh, got cancer. It sounds like yeah. How, yeah.
4: And I mean, how, he's, being, he's being so open about it, but he won't say what kind of cancer he has. How open are they? I think I he's thought, got the good kind of cancer that only rich royalty gets. You know, he's I got the good was, kind of uh, cancer. Uh, I thought it was ass cancer. No, yeah, no that's say, how they discovered it, it, it.
5: Like, it's probably pancreatic. And that's why I'm not saying anything because he didn't want anybody to know that he definitely fucking died.
1: Wow, that Whipple thing would be tough. On I'm just trying to. I just got some it.
4: Can you imagine that your that you your job depends? You you being promoted depends on your parents dying. That's how you get a promotion. Your parents yeah. have to die yeah. so that you can get a promotion. And it's like, yeah, the, why do you you think, like, why do you think so much
5: royalty's been poisoned over the years? I just. Yeah,
4: so like, so like Prince So Right now, Prince that's William is trying like. trying to move up. Climbing the yeah, corporate ladder. Yeah, Prince yeah. William is like, i really like to get a promotion, but do I root for dad or the cancer? Look, Charles if, is only 75. Get, I
1: thought he was much older than that because if my if whole life he was an times, old man. If we're gonna get to well, 10 I think times his ears are 79. His ears were we born two years before him. Now, I'm sorry, Willie. What, yeah, if we're
5: gonna get to 10 times and plug in your show, we should plug it again.
1: Okay, uh, oh, thank you. I um, I got this is number seven. Go see uh, GD at uh, some doghouse. i oh, go into your doghouse <laughs> and tie up GD and uh, put him on a chain. Uh easy today. It's three. Uh Charles. Charles uh tonight in some uh, someplace in Pen- just go to Pennsylvania and walk around until you see a doghouse and look for GD in there.
4: <laughs> uh, and just just so, just so you guys will know what you're in for, I will I will be working on new material for my fourth comedy special. Um Tech Comedy two oh one. Shoulda coulda woulda told that joke. Ah.
1: Uh, um yeah, let's do a commercial. How about that? You want to do a commercial? You don't really want to yeah, do a commercial. This is $119 and or something like that. Uh, it's, a, it's a product you should definitely look into, actually stick into. Uh, not even look into. You should actually stick into. Yeah, just, just
5: slide it in.
1: But whatever you do, do not push the red button. Oh no. Tracy's dog go get yourself one of those uh, it's not called terrible on the site it's called like automatic uh, masturbator or something like that it's the highest yeah. price item on the on the site
4: now I would like to promote the or mind dog t or mind, mind dog com mind they also sell sex toys they have this which is called the Pez tickler that looks like Elvis. Is that Elvis? It's a, it's a Pez Pez tickler. It's a uh,
1: turn the face sexual, towards the camera. A
4: sexual enhancement device. It's a sexual enhancement device. It is um, strong enough turn, for a man, but made for a woman. Turn the face towards the camera. Oh, that's oh. not Elvis. What the hell? It's like it's Doctor Strange. Uh, Willie's just
1: getting back. He was off using his turbo. Uh, he pressed the red button, and now yeah. he's now he's a, now he's a yeah. brand new man, as they say. It, uh, hey,
5: it it works fast when you press that button, let me, let me tell you.
1: Now, uh, he, I, did you know about this Chris Christopherson burying Toby uh, Keith on stage at the uh, CMAs one year?
5: What do you
1: yeah. mean? Uh, Toby Keith was uh, said to Christopherson, none of that lefty shit tonight on stage at the CMAs. Because Chris Christopherson is known to be a left wing right. type of guy and
5: uh yeah and toby was definitely on the right
1: and sure. christopherson said what the fuck did you say to me Have you ever worn your country's uniform you might not know this but chris christopherson was a helicopter pilot in vietnam uh and it, a you know a decorated vet and then he you you uh, and toby Keith just stood there like scared and said you have you heard the question you just don't want to answer uh have you ever served your country the answer is no, you have not. Have you ever killed another man? huh? Have you ever taken another man's life and then cast a check your country gave you for doing it? No, you have not. So shut the fuck up. Oh, I love Chris Gustafsson.
0: <laughs> I do now.
5: I've, I've always been a Chris Gustafsson
4: fan.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, I, yeah, I would have loved to have seen that. I am sure that did not go out live on the air like
4: that. Well, it, it probably did It's probably in the vault along with the Jaja Gabor tape. It's in a vault all those things are in a vault that they're holding so that you know it's like the by Kennedy. the way
1: uh, Nelson Mandela will be a uh, guest with us uh, tomorrow Nelson Mandela uh on it's a ball time it's a it's a ball time yeah uh well it's pastime it's pastime uh now how did that whole thing start do you remember the Mandela how the Mandela stuff started?
4: Mandela well, sex. I think his mommy and daddy had sex, and when they he came out, they named him Mandela. A Mandela. Well, that's where it started. You
5: know, so I think what it is is that there's people, there's people that thought that he died in prison and was never like released and became president. Like that's that's kind of the beginning of it. Is that there was a lot of people. That believed he had died in prison,
1: and yeah, yeah I think you're right. That's I thought I thought Oprah had something to do with it, though. In in when in the initial stages of what they call the Mandela Effect, I think Oprah was the first one to put out there something about didn't he die in prison? <laughs> uh, right. I don't know. I well, got. You know, Oprah is a
5: big, a really big part of the machine that like shrouds the truth. So I just want to.
1: Yeah, maybe not <laughs> anymore. But in a day, she was one of the most influential people ever. One um, of your yeah. favorite, uh, what? One of Willie's. I don't know. I shouldn't say favorite. Well, I guess that Willie really felt um, connected to in some way. Uh, it just reached out to me. I, I, I couldn't handle a guy because he was crying. He was. It was an emotional mess when he was on the show. David Beecher, a comedian from your neck was where, where by the doghouse in Pennsylvania, there. Uh, he just, we don't, re- so we don't have comedians that cry over here. I know. Well, he was a total emotional mess. You remember the guy, Willie? You, you said, I really like that guy, and I really felt, you know, I got him. I was feeling the
5: like name rings a bell. I'd have to go back and look, but does he want to get on again? Is that what he just
1: wrote to me this long, long thing? Uh, I got to read it, but uh, yeah, it's acting like, it... <laughs> yes, yeah, like we were peg pals or something, like long time, no talk. Like, no, we never talked, man. Even when you were on the show, we didn't talk. I just sat there and listened with my mouth hanging open, uh, but it's a, it's a long letter I'm going to have to read. I think he's asking to come back on the show again, uh, but it's just strange how people, I get these things all the time from people who either... They've been on the show and don't remember it, and they're applying to be on the show, and they give me this full description of who they are, and I do remember them. And I remember, oh, by the way, last night the Scale of Light guy, uh, you oh know, yeah, he yeah, uh, yeah, I remember. He that. applied to be on the show as if he's never been on the show before, and I wrote back to him. I said, "You were on. It didn't go well. Remember? <laughs> um, I if you don't know, GD Scale of Light is this. It looks like a fax machine or a copy machine that he kind of yeah. had sex with or something. and or uh, He played with it a little. M- manipulated it. And basically if you put your picture in it wherever you are, it can heal diseases. Uh, viral and bacterial diseases wherever you are on the planet just by reading your photo. Okay. So I sent him uh, a picture. So why of my,
4: didn't it work?
1: Well, I sent him a picture of my son who had passed away. Uh, he was already dead at the time.
5: He, yeah, he, he, he was doing some pet cemetery stuff with the scalar light guy, is yeah. basically what was happening.
1: And basically, I got no response. I think Mike Zinn sent him a picture too, and all he did was get marketing material. Like, they got all, it's just like follow ups of marketing material. So he basically was talking about how he could heal anybody. All you do is go and upload your picture, and nobody got any healing. All they got was a marketing uh, scam. That came with it. You Well, maybe up from, that's you know, the
4: first step in healing. That maybe that's the first step in healing. It's like a it's like a multi step program.
1: It's an MLM thing.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, my friend John Rulo is going to be uh, the guest this hour. I hope he gets on. He's never really done this before. He's a virgin. Uh, he has a song that I'm going to dedicate to you that we're going to play uh, to GD. I'm going to oh, dedicate great. this song to GD. It's a John Rulo okay. original
5: you know uh, it's great that you're dedicating songs to gd during black history month I, I it is uh,
1: well, so, well by cute. the way i just want to mention that gd is uh going to be performing tonight at the cat house uh, in uh, <laughs> somewhere in wilmington uh, vermont wait dickleport, uh, dickleport yeah. vermont yeah um no, it's, a, it's in Pennsylvania. If, it's a small state.
5: If GD visits a cat, cat house, he's probably getting a divorce. That's probably right. not. That's no, probably it, not. it's a
1: dog house, and it's uh, somewhere between Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. You just, you know, get out there. Get on the that's, road now.
5: It's somewhere going. between Philadelphia and – isn't that like, like hundreds of miles? Of that's I think like it's crazy.
1: a nine-hour trip from Philly to Pittsburgh <laughs> by car, so – uh If you have plenty of time, because it starts at like eight o'clock tonight, an hour before. Yes,
4: it starts uh, at eight. And and then at nine o'clock, you can tune into a lord, a lord and his lady. Right. Uh, Do we have any?
1: idea what 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 the saga is going to be about tonight are you planning these lord and lady thing Willie, or is it do you have I mean, a, a script bit.
5: So today, it, it depends on uh we had planned on uh kind of featuring more about danica's history person danica's personal history uh this evening you know because especially since people are kind of more familiar with me so it'd be nice to get to know her more however Uh, I am getting that tattoo today, and we're going to have a lot of footage from that or whatever. Do you want me to do that for Coffee with the Dog, or do you want me to put some of that on It can be repurposed.
1: You you can use it for (laughs) everything. We can use it for Coffee with the Dog. You can use it for uh, Lord and Lady. You can use it on the Black Flag stuff uh, on Friday. All that.
5: Yeah. All that
1: and more. Yeah. Because we uh, got
5: an extra, we got an extra GoPro to shoot more footage and stuff like that. Also, so we'll have, we should have plenty.
1: All right, John Rule in the background. I, I'm not ready for him yet, just yet. We'll get, give him a couple minutes to get comfortable back there. Uh, the poster stuff, uh, I'm not. The, I'm not happy with the post. I'm not ready to approve it yet. So every time I send this back for more revisions, it's gonna it just pushes the release date back. The, yeah. What do you think about this idea? I thought I, I thought it was like a genius, a epiphany idea. The more I think about it, it's just like another stupid idea. Why I smoke too much weed and think that uh, that was a good idea of having people download it, go put it on their super <laughs> supermarket poster boards, bring it to work. No, yeah, yeah, it's a great
4: idea. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't. It couldn't hurt. See, I mean, I used, I used of, to promote my saying,
1: shows. Yeah. Say, uh, uh, you guys think it's a good idea that proves it's because I smoke too much weed, right?
4: Um, Probably. I used to promote no, my shows like anyway that. Whenever they, I, used they, I used so. to print flyers, I used to print flyers up and go yeah. out to supermarkets and put them I, on the. the thing. Old, and... f- it's so old-fashioned, old-school. Uh, but by, by the way.
1: I have to minimize it because the poster is like five, not five foot, four foot eight inches tall or something. So it's really huge. But so if I uh, do it for people, uh, people can't print out a four foot eight, So I got to do it for like, uh, I don't know, eight by 11 or eight and a half by 11. I don't know. So Reduce.
4: what you do is you make it into a quilt and you sell it on Mind Dog TV and people can buy a quilt. Well, people buying
1: promotional stuff, I, you know, they're doing this for a favor for us. But if they do it. But I think, you know, because I don't know, I look at that supermarket bulletin board every time I, I'm, after I check out and I'm leaving the supermarket, I always look at it and think, well, why isn't my stupid thing there? Uh, yeah. Dry cleaners. No, I put
5: when I had I d I gotta get more business cards made up or whatever, but I used to put dude I put my business cards and stuff like that on that's true. Movies. I need I need
1: mind dog TV business cards. I have Matt and Amanate's yeah. uh business cards, I have rockin' 40 business cards. I don't have mind dog TV business cards. Gotta get with it. Yeah. Thank you, Willie. Thank you for that.
4: So do you do you have like a business card for each separate entity that you're involved with? Like you have like yeah. 19 business cards?
1: No, I only have two business cards, one for & Amanities and, and one for the Rockin' 45s. Uh, so what no. about your drug selling business? Or did you not well, don't do that anymore? I never did that. I was terrible oh. at. It. Well, I shouldn't say I never did that. When I was like eleven years old to thirteen yeah, years old, that's, see, that's I was I, was, to. was I do have to remember. I do remember the things you say. Uh, but let me just tell you, I never made a profit at it. Um, I, the thing was the product was so attractive, and I was always in uh, research and development and testing uh, the product out that i never really sold enough to make a profit. Uh, oh, okay. So I got you. I it. It wasn't you. a legit business. I never really filed with the, as a, a DBA
4: or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and does, does, does Matt for Congress have a business card so that people can, you know, get to your website and check right. out your platform. People I, mean? are, yeah.
1: I get solicitations every single day from campaign, um, I don't know if they're money, lobbyists, whatever they do. They want to help me uh promote, but they want to do it for a fee. Uh, but, right. you know, so listen my, you know, I, I'm trying to say this is a no money campaign. I got nothing. I'm, I'm going out there and, sque- I'm, you know, meeting people at shopping centers, and I haven't done it yet. I'm going to wait till the- <laughs> it gets a little warmer. By the way, are you kissing hands and also? shaking
5: babies? Listen, I'm just shaking. You're never going to win dick. a spot in Congress without shaking a few babies and kissing a few hands. I'm telling you. Okay,
1: like, uh, but oh wait, here's it's, the the
5: other, it's the other way. I yeah, went. yeah, it is oh. the other
1: way. Um, they're supposed to have a, a um, special election. I think it's probably coming up like this week or next week. I've heard nothing about who even running for that seat right now. I don't. I'm not. I am i do not think I'm on the ballot. Yeah, but now I'm through. in the ballot on, right. in two thousand in November.
5: Right. yeah, it's not. See, the more, thing is, not, there's yeah, probably so many people time
4: in between. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Matt, there's probably so many people on that ballot that you probably could win with two percent of the vote. Probably, but I don't even know if I'm on the ballot.
1: I don't know. How
4: That's do the thing, I even you find out? Too soon. You
1: should have. You should have gotten on the ballot. I think Johnny Rulo is in the district. Well, no, he's not. He's too far south to be in the district. Uh, we're going to introduce him right now. Now, let me tell you about my friend John Rulo. John is a singer-songwriter from Long Island, New York. Uh, back in the day, 20 years ago, about 20 years ago, uh, we were playing the Nautical Mile, and Rockin' 45 was playing the Nautical Mile consistently. And we were doing it so much that uh, we needed sub-drummers quite often because the, the main drummer just could not uh commit to all the dates and then we moved to this place called the river house where uh all of a sudden we were not allowed to play as loud as we normally played before and the drummer got himself sort of banned and we needed a sub drummer and i couldn't find anybody and mikey who was an administrator at uh, sands point nursing home or something he, he said you know my ups guy says he plays drums <laughs> I could not find a drummer, and Mikey's UPS guy said he played drums. And I was desperate, and I said, yeah, well, ask him if he wants to do the gig tonight. And he said, okay. So when I got to the gig, we were all set up, and we're almost ready to play, and the guy's not here yet. I'm like, wow, this is weird. Is he even going to show up? I knew he lived in Freeport near the mile. like, wow, it it can't be lost. And then he showed up in a car. Uh, <laughs> now most drummers Most of the drummers Have a van or a pickup truck Or something with all their equipment in. He showed up in his car with the drums in the back seat And some of them were still together Like the bass drum and kick, kick Pedal was still connected still Like attached. he just <laughs> And I saw him bringing this stuff in And I think, like, oh this is going to be one of those nights Right And uh, I don't know if uh, you guys are aware of this But I can be a dick sometime Were you guys aware that I could be a dick?
4: No, that, is like your, no. that is like the second line in your. That is like the second line your
1: obituary. Yeah, uh, well, I thought I thought first line, but okay. Well, then so your I, name would have to go there first. Your name and when you died, and then. Uh, I made up my mind that this was going to be a rough night, and I was going to be a dick. And he came in. He set up his drums, and uh, basically, at, in those days, uh, we were starting songs. I would just start a song and, and expect people to come in. I didn't even tell them what fucking song we were playing. Like the band knew it, but this is a brand new guy who's never seen the band before. And he's sitting in on drums for the first time. And I decided I'm not even going to tell him what songs we're going to play. I'm just going to stop playing them and expect him to jump in on time. And I did that for about, I don't know, 10 songs or so. And he didn't miss a beat. He was fucking perfect on it. I was like, oh, this is and I started I to cheer up a little bit. And then he said to me, could you at least tell me what songs? And I was like,
3: that's it's working,
1: it's working as it's going now. I think we'll just stick Can with me, not telling me you.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Can you? Anyway, he's a singer songwriter, he's got some uh really interesting music. I, you know, he's a leader of a band called the Cocktails, uh, and uh, you know what, have some bit of a cult following here on long island he's a very good singer songwriter i think he's like a lyrics first guy which i appreciate i'm not gonna say definitely he's a lyrics folk guy uh lyrics first guy is
4: he still still drumming
1: uh no he's a good acoustic guitar player this is the thing i think his son was a uh, drummer and he was borrowing his son's drum kit for that night but he's played with me since then as a drummer and he's he's really good at feel and uh and keeping the beat and understanding music uh good morning john how are you hey, good to see you now uh you just heard my uh description of the first time we met did that sound accurate to you oh yeah you know?
3: in fact i'm cracking up <laughs> 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 because I, I remember that i remember that i said like to uh i said to mikey
5: first 10 songs
3: i said to mikey yeah, yeah I and then after i said that i said Oh, fuck, I haven't played to drums in a long <laughs> time. And, and I needed drums. And I remember coming home from work, and I'm going, holy shit, I'm going to suck. And I'm sitting there playing the drums and stuff, trying to get So I'm going, Matt, my son's name is Matt, too. I'm going, you got to help me out. Put a, set, put a set of drums together for me.
1: And I was a dick, and I, I I I probably wear the moniker of being a dick sometimes. But and that uh, I think you lifted my mood in a, a big way that night. And all of a sudden, I was like, ah, this guy's pretty good. And then we uh, we started asking you to come back every time we needed a sub drummer. And then uh, shit happened with the Rockin' Forty Fives, and I got right. I got canned. And you ended up being a drummer down the block with the Argon. I don't know. Was that your thing at the at the um, uh, E.B. Elliott's? E.B. Elliott,
3: you know what happened? Um, Mikey wanted to play at E.B. Elliott's, and I said, I know, I know Danon pretty well. I can get you guys in there. And I said, but the condition is I play the drums. And he goes, all right, no problem. So uh, the first night we played there, the place was packed out because I told everybody I knew and the place was mob. The next day Dannon calls me and says, listen, come on in. I want to give you a mess of bookings, right? So then, I don't know who your drummer is, what's his name?
1: Uh, Mike Barone.
3: Mike, yeah. <laughs> For a while, Mike was getting a little pissy about it. <laughs> I said, all right, let Mike play. So then Mike Dannon asked me if I wanted to run a, a open mic open at at E.B. E. Elias. So I needed a guitar player and a bass player. So Argon agreed to do it. And he's, he's nuts, he's a showman, he's fun, you know. And uh, we ran an open mic there for quite a while. And that, that's how the cocktails began, because I never played covers. Wow. I played covers, geez, in the in the uh, early 70s. I, had, I was in a cover band. We used to do all San Francisco music uh, Je- at Jefferson Airplane, Moby Grape, that kind of shit.
1: Right. Uh,
3: af- after that, I just wanted to do my own stuff. And it wasn't until the cocktails that I started doing covers that between me and you, I hate, I hate it.
1: Right. Uh, now uh, this is interesting because, uh, and in a big way, because you were a young man, you were a musician, and then you, uh, and there's nothing wrong with this, by the way. You p- kind of put your your musical ambitions on the back burner while you raised a family and did you know, went through the whole yeah uh, life thing. And then as you got older and closer to retirement, you, you became re energized about performing. If, if, do I have that pretty much correct? That's pretty much. Yeah. 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 So now when I put your name in the YouTube algorithm to promote this show, my father's place came up. People don't know. My father's place is a, a venue of original music here on long Island. It's a, it's not the same as it once was. It, it was a, used to be a a place that was a converted bowling alley that housed some of the biggest stars in the '70s uh, that came through there. And and but how did your name get associated with my father's place? Do you have any idea?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I had this I had this original band, in the I guess it I guess it was the mid mid '70s, and I met this I met this guy in college sat behind me and he would whisper uh, Buffalo Springfield lyrics in my head and I'm going what the what's with this guy so we ended up becoming good friends he was a guitar player writer he was a great lyricist and uh we started writing songs together and uh, the punk movement was just happening you know so uh, we said man we should we should do this and uh in two weeks we wrote like 40 punk songs and we we tried to come up wow. with the, the sickest shit you could think of. And we put a band together. Uh, I got this friend of mine who was a guitar player to play bass. And we were searching for a drummer. So we put an ad out in the voice and stuff. And we were getting all these like real crazy ass punk punk guys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, this guy walks in, it looks like Charlie Manson. And he's got he's got the Vista light set of drums and he's got that jazzy feel. And he goes, he goes, I really dig these songs. And, we, and he didn't fit with us at all, but we said, okay, you're in. So the four of us rehearsed, I think, six nights a week to learn all these songs. And we went out looking for places to play. And there was a little bar across the street from my father's place called The Little Club. You remember that? I one? remember that place, yeah. So we went there and asked if we could play. And he goes, oh, you got to audition first. It's a Wednesday night. It was Wednesday night auditions. So we called everybody we knew, and the people were out the door. And uh, the guy was panicking, he had to get more waitresses in and the bartenders. And uh, he says, How, when can you guys come back? And following weekend, we played weekend after the weekend there. And people just kept coming to see us because we, so, we were so bizarre, we were so sick. And they loved it. So Epi, Epi was like, Going, who the heck? What's going on across the street? So, so one night he comes across the street with with Eddie Money. Eddie Money was playing at my father's place, so Eddie Money went, goes walking in. My sister's at the door, uh, collecting two bucks a person to get in. So she goes to him, "Where do you think you're going?" He goes, "I'm going in." She goes, "Not without two dollars." He goes. You know who I am? So she goes, no. She goes, I'm Eddie Money. My sister goes, I don't care who you are. (laughs) Go in unless you give me two bucks. So then Epi comes on Because come on. It goes in. Wow. And Epi was like.
1: Eddie Money did not have the money. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie no money. (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
3: (laughs) So long story short, Epi was digging the bands. And he kept coming back to see us. And then one night he says, how would you like to play? my father's place. And uh, inside, I was going, oh, wow, that would be really cool. But then I just, you know, it's too cool. I said, yeah, call me, you know, one of those. But uh, he called me and we started opening up for, you know, everybody who was coming around at the time, you know, we played with Talking Heads, with the Ramones, with Southside Johnny, with uh, Flo and Eddie, to the whole bit. And um, he ended up signing me to a uh, management contract. Wow. And the sucky part was he did one of these, I'm signing you, not your band. He goes, we got to find you better players. Ooh, ooh. I was was in my 20s. I I had a family, you know, and, uh, you know, little by little, we let everybody go, and I regret it to this day. But, uh, yeah,
1: so. Well, that's something I I did want to bring up because with the (laughs) – Loyalty is a, a, a very weird thing in show business. But we talked about Mikey wanting to play E.B. Elliott's, and you said to him, but I got to be the drummer. And Mikey, without batting an eyelash, said, fine, we'll replace Marone. <laughs> you can have the gig. Mikey never had any loyalty. And this is how my, I ended up getting out of the Rockin' 45s for about a year and a half was that I wrote a song about it called You Stab My Back, I'll Stab Yours about Mikey's attitude towards it. Like, you know, the, my friends and the band don't matter to me. I have no loyalty. That part had to be a really tough thing. I, I want you, but I don't want the band. It's a tough, uh, tough thing to deal with. Right? Yeah, it, it, was, uh, I'm, it was.
4: I'm going to say, I, John, I just want to say, I had, when I was in my 20s, I played in a band. And this manager, the guy who managed a lot of the more popular bands in Maryland Saw our band, and he said to me, "I want to take, I want you, but not the rest of your band."
3: Right. It's a machine.
4: Oh no, yes. that's my daughter.
3: Oh, on, oh. that's
1: my daughter. Oh. Hold on, I'll put you on mute. Go ahead,
4: thank you, Carl. <laughs> that's
1: funny. So you know, so he Robert, says, I
4: want you, but not the band. And I wouldn't let him manage me. I wouldn't go anywhere without my band. I stuck with my band, even though he could have made or break me um I, i'm sorry go with my band go back go back i'm back i tongue up on my daughter go back <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> i'm not gonna have your daughter hating me no no, it's okay. oh, no 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 so was- no tell me her number i'll call her and apologize what is <laughs> no, it's, it no don't okay. worry she's all right uh okay. Willie, okay. Willie, keep yeah, track keep track yeah, where
5: GD
1: where where here where am I now is this 504 by the way if you're in somewhere in Pennsylvania tonight go to the doghouse and see GD guy. Fenderson all right so I still have five more to go to get out of race jail uh,
3: GD you were telling you were saying that um oh, oh, the guy well, wanted you not your band
4: right he wanted me but not the band and he wanted to and to be honest well I told him I don't do anything without the band and but he was, he managed the most popular bands in Maryland at the time. And I think that if I had gone with him, I probably could have moved on, but I was not the most talented member of my band. My band had the talent. I was just a good songwriter. They had the skills, you know, so I, I, I don't know if I, I don't know. I, yeah. Willie, can't, now, i got
1: to ask you, does, does this ring true with you? Can you imagine anybody saying, I want GD and I don't want the other guys?
4: I think Willie's on delay. Boy, he's shocked that you <laughs> asked him that. How dare you?
0: <laughs>
4: All right. So, <laughs> Go ahead. You want to answer that?
5: No, John, I did want to ask you. Matt said you're a, you're a lyric. You're a lyric first songwriter, so you you write out the lyrics before you get the music down. Is that correct? Usually,
3: I would say most times, but sometimes I could just be, you know, doodling with the guitar and a, a cool metal melody will hit me, and then I'll just have to come up with some lyrics for that. Sure, but, uh, I would say it's seventy five percent, twenty five percent.
4: Yeah. Okay. Uh, when you're writing, when you're writing a song, let let's say you're sitting there, you're fiddling around with it, you're writing the song. You got the you got the lyrics, you have the, everything, and then Matt walks in and he says, "I have a couple of suggestions for this song." How much how much of a contribution does Matt have to give to that song before you give him partial credit as to writing that song? Oh,
3: I've given credit to people for just giving me a title, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> because. At this nice. at this point in my life, you know, I, I do it for fun. I'm not looking to, it's not about money, you know, because there isn't any. So,
1: Right. Uh, by the way, I have your YouTube channel going across the bottom there. If people are interested in, in your original music, they can go there and, and find out about it. And it's in the description as well as its well as Facebook page. Uh, cocktails are playing at Sonny's canal house on march 8th friday march 8th when sam talent will be in town i have a, a conflict of interest there on that night so uh but yeah this idea of song credit is interesting because i'm sure you're aware of the band levon helm and robbie robertson having this big right uh, both of them are dead now so we can talk about it uh, um because I had a relationship with a guy who was a friend, you know, we'd get stoned, drunk, whatever, and he would just tell me stories, and it would end up being a song. But I would write the song. He didn't write any of the song. I think that's right. the way the Levon Helm-Robbie Robertson deal went. Levon felt like he should get credit because he, Robbie Robertson built a story out of something Levon told him about, but that's not the same as being right. a songwriter. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's like you read
5: uh, a yeah, book but and I mean, you write you a You have that
1: idea without hearing book, that story. Give the author of the book the credit, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Willie, Willie makes a good point. The song would not I would mean, not have true. come that's about that's without be, without hearing the story. Yeah. Um, I want to play one of your songs now, and I'm gonna. Uh, we'll take a short break while we listen to the song. I want to dedicate. Is this one you're to, dedicating to me. Yes, dedicate to uh, GD. It's called When You Were Funny. Uh, and if you want to, if you want to tell us about the inspiration or, or what, what the <laughs> song means to you,
3: I, I don't know. One night we were sitting around talking, and I think my wife said to me, um, "That's when that's when he was funny." And I said, "Hey, great title for a song when you were funny." And it's really strange because I, I I wrote the song; the lyrics just flowed. And after it was all done, I said, "Holy shit!" you know who that's you know who that's about subconsciously i wrote it about somebody I, that's you know uh close to me in my life you know wow uh, and yeah. there's another, another song on there i think you might uh there's a song uh, forever that the lyrics came to me from a guy in a dream so i wonder if i should give that guy credit i was having a dream and i was in the dream i was sitting at a table talking to some old guy with a long beard and black jacket and he looked leaned over and he said I have great lyric for you for a song, and he gives me these two lines. And I woke up out of my sleep, grabbed my phone, jotted them down, and the next morning wrote this, wrote the song.
1: Oh, uh, I want to come. I want to come back to that after we listen to the song and, and talk about that That's idea because awesome. that I think there's some profound uh, stuff in dreams. And I I have a you know coincidentally for this day uh, and what it means to me a song that came, the entire song came to me in a dream. We'll talk about that, but right now I want to play When You Were Funny and we'll be back in just a moment.
6: Do you remember when you were funny? It was anything for a laugh. Never gave me money what we had we'd give away half you once had a sense of humor no lines you wouldn't cross just another hopeful baby boomer spoke your mind at any cost Everything is timing. And we were right on time. You always had a comeback. I always had a rhyme. Everything is timing. Maybe now is not our time. Cause as the world kept turning. We lost our place in line Do you remember ever having to worry Always feeling you were in on the joke But when the view started getting blurry I knew our dreams were going up in smoke Do you remember when each new tomorrow seem so far away Too proud to beg but never to borrow Because I knew we'd pay it back someday Well everything is timing And we were right on time Some say the world is random Some say it's by design Well everything is timing And though we surely had our time I'd go back in a heartbeat Just to see you in your prime Can you remember when you were daring Ignoring any ridicule When your heart was always caring You were reckless but not a fool Do you remember when you were funny You knew just how to win a friend Can't recall what you said that won me Can't recollect why it had to end Everything is timing. And we were right on time. You always had a comeback. And I always had a rhyme. Everything is timing. Maybe now is not our time. Cause as the world kept turning. We lost our place in line. Do you remember when you were funny? It was anything for a laugh.
1: And dig that song. Um, The more I listen to it, the more I like it. It's one of those ones that... Uh, first time you hear it, you, you kind of just listen into it and taking it in. But if you w- listen to it two or three times, it becomes like uh, you got to hear it again. You got to hear it again. Great song. Um, I'm curious about some of those photos. Are those your photos? Yeah, uh,
3: no, most of those photos are Google Google things. You uh, know, okay. when, when I when I write something, and I write a song, and I. I'm constantly writing songs. I wrote five songs last week. <laughs> so, what I what I do is I go down into my basement, I record them on a garage band. And, um, you know, I like to share them with people. So, I'll put, I'll, I'll just put images and put lyrics because I think it's better to read the lyrics as you're listening to the song. So, so people are getting, getting it, you know, it's not just background music.
5: Yeah. You know? I agree.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I have, um, other, I have this other project I do uh, called Johnny Rules. I don't know if you've seen right, that. Yeah, yeah. I met this guy when I used to work and uh, somebody came up to me and said, hey, listen to this cassette. Uh, and He goes, this is Ray and this guy Ray's like a phenomenal guitar player. I'm going, holy shit, what's this guy doing? Working this job, you know, he could play like that. But um, Ray's a great guy, lives by himself, no kids, no wife, has a room with about 150 guitars uh, around his walls amps rehearsal studio anyway he's got a studio in his house and he says johnny come on over with one of your songs and since then we've done uh we're working on our sixth album of all my stuff and he he provides the lead playing we have an arsenal of guys that come down and play with us so it's it's great i get to do my you know my music with a full band without spending any money
1: Now, when you go to Ray's house, do you ever smell like flesh rotting? (laughs) It sounds like he might be a serial killer. He lives all alone (laughs) with all these guitars. No. Well, he's got a question. Yeah.
5: So, yeah, no, well, because I really wanted to ask you, uh, because uh, I I don't play any instruments. My my only instrument is my voice, and I've been – uh i i'm very much fancy myself a lyricist and and like it generally comes with like a melody or i know how it goes and i could sing it to people how how hard is that process of singing a song a cappella to like bandmates or whatever and having them ride around you mm, or is that not i mean do you always i mean have, it's i always play
3: i always have a guitar or? i always have a guitar and i'll you know i'll play it to them with the, with the guitar
1: you know right uh i would say uh, having done that it de- really depends on how how close to actual pitch you are i i worked yes. with a singer casey who was somewhere in he had good relative pitch but he was never in a, a given key and that was always very difficult yes. but if you watch the greatest night in pop Lionel Richie talks about Michael Jackson, didn't play anything. So he had cassettes and cassettes of him just humming. This is, So he would go to Quincy Jones with, here's a cassette of a song I wrote. It would just be him humming something, no words, nothing, just humming the, the melody. But Michael had perfect pitch. And so yeah, that was easy to just go to a piano and say, okay, here's where he is. Mm-hmm. If a guy is in between G and A oh, somewhere... Uh, yeah, I,
4: I, I had a guy come to me. He was he was getting married, and he wanted he was right. He wrote his own vows that he wanted to set the music, and he wanted me to write the music to it. And so he sang it on cassette, which at the time I didn't think much of it. I said, "Okay, I'd never written a song for somebody else like that," and that was what I discovered. He sang it for me, and then sometimes he was like between notes, between pitches, between keys. And I was like, "Holy crap! What am I supposed to do with this?" Now, will you be
1: performing that at the Doghouse tonight and somewhere in Pennsylvania uh, at, on, uh, between, at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time?
4: No, tonight will be strictly stand-up material. Next week, I'll be bringing in song parodies, and then the week after that, it will be, again, just straight stand-up, and then the week after that, I'll be bringing in song parodies.
1: So that's at the Doghouse somewhere in Pennsylvania, right? Does that count that's as two? Really? Out
4: somewhere in- that
1: yes. counts as two, right? All right? How many more do I, I have I to get at? Maybe-
5: I'm counting that is as-
1: all right so how many more do i have to go to get out of racial three more, three, three, more. three more okay we have time for three more john Absolutely. just to
4: bring you in on this um matt's a big fat racist and he's trying to break up for by reparations <laughs> uh,
1: apparently to say that we have a conflict of interest tonight willie has a show called the lord and his lady on this network at 9 p.m eastern uh 8 p.m central and gd has a gig And I'm trying, I was promoting Willie more uh, because it's only his second show. and not even promoting Willie
4: more. Let's be accurate. I was doing a bit where I was promoting both shows. And he stepped on my promotion for my portion and let the Willie's portion go uninterrupted. Because. That's what started
1: this. Because
4: I'm an evil racist. Because you're a racist. (laughs) Yes. There, yeah. Yeah, and definitely. it's February. I didn't even know that you could be, a, I didn't even know it was legal to be a racist in February. I thought yeah, you had right. to like hold that.
1: Well, I th- I got my months confused. I know this is Black it's History he Month. He should
4: be, he should be, March he like the
5: punk star. <laughs>
4: yeah. Uh, anyway. So, John, so John you've yeah. known Matt for a while. How did you put up with his racism? And did you know oh. that he was a racist? How did you tolerate he, it? it? It's all an act. It's all an act. It's all an act. Your friendship. What's the act? Your friendship? It's tolerating on it? It's or- <laughs> <put> it <laughs> for you, GD. <laughs> that, that's
1: a uh, good point. Now, now uh, John has, uh, here's the thing. John is uh, very, uh, I don't know if I would say politically opinionated, but he has friends who are uh, politically opinionated. And they used to think that I was an extreme right winger. Now I'm getting accused by some people of being extreme left wing and it's only a matter of, of one one president away or two presidents away now, Uh where, where perceptions of, of your political leanings can change based on who. I'm just I've a fully really
2: informed
5: American,
4: right? <laughs> a Trump reporter. Oh, what? So, so John, oh, yeah, as, as, what? What's your view yeah, you, no, When no, you played no, drums, when no. you were when John, you played drums, did you ever oh, fall man. off the ro- the riser as a drummer?
1: No, he don't. He doesn't get on a riser. He's no. a he's a ground level I'm guy. A, grand, like a ground
4: floor drummer.
1: He's like a, John wow. Bottom, a ground level guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so coming back to this idea about writing in dreams, because there was a song, and I, I'm not going to bring people down by telling this whole story, a song that came to me complete in its entirety in a dream. And I that day I was compelled to kind of write it out and, and do a little demo of it. But I was like certain I had to be robbing this from, I had to be too much influence from somebody else. Like I was stealing the song. I... Called everybody I know was like, "Listen to this." There's, whose song is it? I never not that before. Mm. So it came to me that it, I guess it's an original. Uh, was that incident that you talked about with, with the old guy coming to you with "Forever"? Um, was that a unique experience for you? And did you have that uh, inclination that is this really my song, or did I am I stealing this from somebody? Uh, no, I had the I had the
3: experience before. I had a, I had a dream one night where I, I was still. I always have these horrible dreams that I'm still working, and uh, I had this dream that I was walking around an industrial park, and I started singing this song, and all the people around were singing it with me, you know. And I woke up and I said, "Holy shit!" And I, I wrote it. I wrote it down. I kind of—it's weird. I kind of re- even remembered some of the melody when I woke up the next morning, and I guess it's an original song. All
1: right. Uh- yeah, so do you do you think about possibly like is this just uh, like too much influence? Like, am I am I borrowing this from somebody else?
6: You know that
3: that that bothers me. You know, sometimes like uh, I'm my own I'm my own worst critic. You know, if, uh, I hate when it comes. If you can't help it, I mean, there's a billion songs out there. You know, but sometimes if I hear something, and it even sounds like one of my old songs. I get pissed off. I go. Yeah. You know,
1: Oh, I'm st- I get stuck in ruts where every f- every song right. I write for a yeah. given period of time seems to re- uh, is this just another rehashing of the same song I just wrote like a month right. ago that kind of stuff do you get in is- those kind of uh, do you have writer's block at all do you or do you just wait for it to come? Um,
3: it. I'm telling you, it just keeps coming. It's really, yeah. I I I write I write novels too. I was you know I was writing books for a while. I remember (laughs) I I was like putting them out one after the other, and then uh, I started writing my
1: sixth novel, and I just hit a wall. I remember you and I got into an argument about bumblebees. (laughs) Uh, It it was uh, some. I think you posted an excerpt from a book. Or maybe it was just a poem you wrote about uh, yeah, I mean, watching I mean, the bumblebees. And I was like, those are not bumblebees. Those are right. carpenter bees. <laughs> you're talking about how big fat they were. I was like, bumblebees <laughs> are not big and fat. Those are carpenter bees. <laughs> mm-hmm. We find out a reason to
4: argue about anything. Um, Listen, you live and learn, right? Yeah, right. Uh, you, you're, you're talking about um, accidentally, well, about not knowing where the source of your music comes from in some regards. This When I used to play in the band, I'd written this really great instrumental piece. And they were like going, wow, this is neat. This is really, really good. And my, my bass player had perfect pitch. He was classically trained. My keyboard player was also classically trained. And so I'm bringing this to them, writing out. I wrote out all of the parts, you know, so everybody would know. They're like, this is what we're doing. This is it," And they're going, this is really good. This is really nice. This is a really nice jazz piece. And they said, where'd you get it from? I said, I don't know. It just came to me. And then it turns out I was working in a department store, and the, my song that I'd written was based on four music songs that I had <laughs> stuck oh. in my head <laughs> over and over again. And the only thing I did was I regurgitated like four different parts of four different <laughs> oh, music oh. songs yeah. and interwove them into one piece. Oh. Robert, Robert Klein. That, once I realized once I realized what happened, I was like, I can't do this anymore. We're we're done. So what happened to the song? What happened to Hercules Battery? I said. I stole it. I didn't know I stole it,
1: but I stole it. I can't do that song anymore. And not stole, but unduly influenced by it. Let's just put it that way, or over-influenced by it. Like, you know. At
4: 21, I didn't know the law.
1: I thought I stole it. Yeah. But uh, Klein, I remember when I was a young man, I I was in a rock band and writing rock songs, and then I watched uh, Robert Klein's Child of the 50s, man of the 80s, and was really influenced by a Bronx. the Bronx is beautiful this time of year. And then I started writing all these friggin' show tunes, and people were like, What the fuck is wrong yeah. with you? I was like, <laughs> uh, Influence can be that way. It can be like really uh, it's subtle. You don't feel it coming on. And then all of a sudden, I'm a guy yeah. writing show tunes.
4: <laughs> now, did you ever, just speaking of Robert Klein, didn't he have a big call? I, really, I can't I, really I can't stop my North leg. Show tune?
1: I can't
3: stop my leg. I think so.
4: Yeah, he did it on, I, I, on the I, program
3: that, with
4: me, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, so when I saw that, that that like moved me to like, to like, that hit me on like another level. And that that's what, I was like, I love that. And I just started doing it. Cause my the, my, the friends I had at school weren't from, weren't staying up watching Robert Klein. Right. So I was doing his routine for other people. I said, this is what I saw last night. And I so I ripped off his routine, didn't rip it, but I was doing like a replay or you know, on demand, of that Robert Klein. I can't do. My, I can't. I can't stop my leg. I can't
1: stop my leg. Uh, so it's like one of his signature bits. Uh, just. I want to get this conversation back on John and his music, but just on that note. No, we're just going just fine talking about me. <laughs> uh, no, we're talking about Robert Klein, not you. Um, when Robert Klein was on the program, first of all, he got a call from his son, and he was. <laughs> he got a call from his son, and he said, "Oh, ow! Wait a minute, I'm on, on a pod." What is it? What
6: is this called? The
1: podcast? (laughs) And and he had a conversation with his son while I'm sitting there listening to him. I didn't know to mute him or nothing. But when he got off the phone call, uh, I I was talking about a podcast that I had seen him on where uh, he was talking about his past. And I was in the chat room and I said... uh, can he stop his leg? And he saw that and he picked up his harmonica that happened to be right there and he started doing I Can't Stop My Leg. <laughs> and I told him that story and he said, oh, wait a minute. And then he gets up out of his chair and runs to another room and comes back with his harmonica to do I Can't Stop My Leg for me on the on the program. That's that's a, a, that's a classic. Uh, I love that bit. <laughs> um, so, uh, John, now, in some of your writing, now, like, uh, when you were funny is not that, uh, but there is, uh, I think you have a in inclination to write about socially relevant things and pol- po- political leanings mm. in some cases, right? You're would you consider yourself a, uh, that kind of writer, like a, uh, uh you know, yeah. activist or well, for uh, I think four or five years ago, maybe
3: uh, 2015, 16, I, uh, that the band the band is the cocktails right and we were rehearsing one night and i said uh and we were talking about how come they're not making music about they're not making music of, like they protest music like they did back in the 60s and stuff and just kidding around i said yeah we should start a band and call ourselves the molotov cocktails and do all political music so i uh i went to work i wrote a shitload of songs all political songs oh my god the I did a GoFundMe, a, a GoFundMe uh, thing. I raised five grand and I did uh, the Molotov Cocktails Wake Up Call. Wow. Um, which is, a, I mean, I I think it's a great album. I, I, yeah. I, that's now, what I have. My, my son was playing okay. drums on that one.
4: My CD is called Volatile Cocktail.
3: Nice.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> volatile. Now, let, let's talk about this for a second because the 60s, Early '70s that were full of this idea that you can really change people's minds, change people's attitudes with music, and uh, be somewhat of a catalyst towards positive change. Do you? Did, is that still alive in you? Because to me, you know, I'm dead. I'm deadened by a lot of pessimism. I think everybody who watches this program, listens to us, knows what a pessimist I could be. I don't. I feel like I've lost any hope. That the artists can influence uh, society in in a significant way. Do you? Yeah, like- I, mean, I
3: I kind of agree to a point, but part of the problem is back in the day, you could listen to uh, AM FM radio and hear songs which you know had had good messages. You know, they don't allow that anymore, right? You know, they squash that stuff. So well, you gotta, you got to really search for it if you want to hear.
1: Here's the thing I think they they've gone completely the other way like you know uh, you tried that in a small town got got a big boost by FM radio uh, it, you know it but that was basically not necessarily uh, about change it was about going back in time going right. back <laughs>
4: right right
1: yeah so I think the political leanings so of your grandfather
4: in um, then, and then. It got grandfathered in because it's not about change. It's about something that already existed. Yeah, I think the
1: political leanings have affected the way music with a message is approached. They're, they're fine if it's a very conservative right-wing type or patriot. Toby Keats, uh, what was that, Bulletin, American Soldier? Is that the name of it? Uh, that was well received. Yeah, uh, I, I, I I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't
3: get into my, my political uh, rant. rant. Okay.
1: You can, you're definitely free to. I mean, I I, right. uh, be, I brought up uh, uh, Chris Christopherson's uh, snapback at Toby Keith on the CMAs a few years ago. I wasn't aware of it, uh, but, uh, you know, Christopherson, I'm a huge Christopherson fan. He was known as a, a left-wing kind of activist through all, all, all yeah. the stuff that he didn't like. And, you know, I think there's, right. I think you have to, as an artist, you have to be true to yourself, and you can't hide that kind of stuff. We're in a, a point where people want to say, oh, you're just an actor, you're just an entertainer, shut the fuck up, but you are a human being, you are a citizen, you have a right to express right your your views about the society that we live in, and if you're an artist, you know, some might say you have a responsibility to try to highlight the issues that are important to you. You you agree yeah, with that? I think I that's yeah. definitely
3: true. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, wrote, I wrote a song last uh, last week that I haven't uh, put out on uh, Facebook or YouTube or anything like that because uh, the feds would probably be at my door. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll send it to you privately later. Wow. Uh, yeah, well, the fed might be at my door because I was <laughs> yelling at uh, RFK Jr. Uh, last night about his thing about he's, you know, talking about he needs secret service protection and i was like well how'd that work out for your father or your uncle right i heard you <laughs> say that <earlier. laughs> you know but so i was kind of expecting the secret service to show up at my door with some questions about that Like, uh, yeah
3: you- listen i mean like you were saying before the, the secret service they're so secret that uh yeah, yeah. They're, they're look they're not looking <laughs> right when, when they tell them not to look
1: all right. So, uh, now, yeah. we're, we're, you're playing with the cocktails. you do got this thing at uh, Sunny's on uh, Friday, March 8th. Sunny's right. is a very cool place. Uh, have you seen it lately? Uh, no. I have, Last time, I, I think I might have been there with you once. Uh, I don't know. I think it's been at least 10 years since I played there. Oh, and it was indoor, small stage indoors, right? Totally renovated the place. It looks nothing like it used to. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Now do you get to play on the out- outside in the summer there like uh on the on the dock or anything? No they gotta keep it inside because the uh the people in the uh surrounding areas don't like the, the noise that, that kind of sucks what about the uh um the nautical, other nautical mile yeah well, I wanted to talk about the nautical mile too, but there's a place in amityville Tommy's or oh, Toomey's? Oh, toomey's, toomey's. yes yeah. now that's outdoors on the on the water right You're, yeah yeah. That that was a fun place the last time I played there, but it was just a it was spring. I played there with Tiara. We did an acoustic thing. It was spring, but not quite warm enough to be out on the dock. But uh, that seemed like a really fun place to play. Did but, you play in that, that?
3: You used to play on the dock and uh, before um, before um, the uh, pandemic. Yeah. They closed that all up, and the bands play like in the boatyard underneath the boats. It's hard. It's, it's horrible.
4: That's
1: terrible.
3: Yeah, I don't want to go back
4: there ever again. Right uh, now, the- so what's the biggest what, So what's the biggest mishap you've had during a live performance? The biggest mishap?
3: I asked you first. Oh, this is this is a great one. Back in uh, back in the day, we were playing. We were open for Talking Heads, and uh, you know we didn't have guitar tuners and extra equipment. We just came in with our, guitar, our instruments, and that was it. So we're playing, and my buddy Richie breaks a guitar string. And he goes, "Now, <laughs> now, what do I do?" So I'm, I'm standing, there like going, "Oh shit!" <laughs> you know, why were, so
4: were we, you playing? He lost it, or we, you we broke were it playing, while playing. We're
3: okay, we were in front of a madhouse of Talking Heads fans who didn't want to hear us. He breaks, right. he breaks a string, and he's looking at me. I go, "Well," so he runs off the stage, leaves. We, leaves us there the the four of us together we're we're nothing to listen to three of us he runs downstairs and david burns sitting on a stool playing his guitar and he goes i broke a string can i use your guitar david says sure and he gives up he gives him the guitar comes up plugs it in starts playing he's in a different tuning
1: (laughs) and all (laughs) (laughs) together
5: what are you doing
1: yeah, uh, we have to say goodbye to Governor's Comedy Club right now. Gov, thanks for being here. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, and tonight, oh, not tonight, it's uh, actually this weekend, Friday, Joe Matarisi, uh, the Italian Comedy Tour is at Governor's Main Room in Leavittown. Go check out uh, Joe. Now, people forget that, that you know, back before the day of tuners, we'd have to tune your guitar. I was
5: going to say, it's a good thing you let go of Governor's.
1: Because why? Yeah, we, we would have got in trouble. What a big deal. Um I'm sorry. But before no, tuners. Because you I had,
5: didn't want you to get put in the doghouse. Uh, like oh the, the doghouse, dog yeah. Right doghouse.
1: GD Fenderson is <laughs> in uh I don't know, uh Spartanburg, uh, North Carolina, uh tonight at the doghouse.
4: Close, close enough. They're walking distance. Walking distance.
1: distance. Um <clears throat> You'd have to tune on stage. Sometimes you go out of tune, and oh, that's eight. your ears are ringing from the loudness of the. You can't really hear, and then you go ding, 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 ding. While the audience in the in the place is just mumbling and grumbling. It was really uh, uh, an uncomfortable thing, and some quite often you'd have to start
4: the song slightly out of tune and all that stuff. Those days are long gone. Because, but yeah, I I was playing. My my band was playing outside, and it was like forty <coughs> degrees outside, and I had tuned already. Before we went outside, and I used to put earplugs in my ears because of uh, what's this um, from the guy from the Who the, the guitars Paul. from the Who who went oh, Pete Townsend. Townsend, right? So, when I used to, once I tuned up, I put earplugs in my ears and I drove and I played based on the bass because it blocked out my guitar sounds because I knew what I was supposed to do on my guitar, I didn't have to hear it, I knew what I was doing, but I didn't know I was out of tune because of the temperature and my bass player had perfect pitch, and we're playing. And I had no idea that I went out of tune. I was hitting all the right frets, just the wrong notes. And my bass player started playing just with his left hand like this. And he took his right hand and was tuning my guitar while he was playing like this. And I thought, and I'm I'm looking at him going, what's he touching my guitar for? And he's like, no. And then when the song was over, he goes, couldn't you tell your guitar was out of tune? Couldn't you tell your guitar was out of tune? I went, what?
1: Yeah, uh johnny now the nautical mile uh is is it alive uh for, for you guys who don't know nautical mile in freeport freeport is a town on the south shore of long island not in my congressional district by the way uh but uh place is just a nautical mile, it's on the water, and it's nothing but restaurants and bars all the way down. And in the summertime, spring to like September, it was uh, killing it with live music all the time. We were there for about 15 years three nights a week, four nights a week. It was great. And then I think we killed it. We, we uh, played too loud too often. And the town put in an ordinance where the cops would come down with a decibel meter gun and point the gun at, at you. Know, if you were above 86 uh, decibels, you would get a fine. And often the motorcycles going past would be at 90 decibels. Mm-hmm. And they would give you a fine for a Not more. Is, uh, is the uh, no, mile still alive, John? Is it still, you know? Not a mile. The a milestone. It's gone? Like there's no, no music? No, no,
3: no, mu- no, there's no music. There's only DJs. And wow. Bands playing down the and time. the
1: DJs are using like silent DJs, right? They, um, yeah. yeah. People wearing earphones. <laughs> right. Like the music isn't going out to the street. It's all like right, Bluetooth or whatever. Very like weird. Then, like Dan, it has that uh, Bayview
3: place all the way down at the end. And uh, he he's still puts bands in there once in a while. But it it's nothing like it used to be.
1: It's sad. It's sad. And I blame the Rockin' 45s mostly for what (laughs) happened down there. Because we would break the curfew. We had an 11 o'clock curfew, and we would always go, like, 15 minutes over. Cops would come and shut us down. And then the neighbors started complaining that we were too loud. That's Mike Barone's fault, by the way.
3: Uh, There's signs up and down the the strip about the, the noise level and the fire you're going to get fines, like $700 or something.
1: So it? sad. It was such a uh, a happening thing for for quite a long time. And, you know, people look forward to summer times. Uh, you, you're a neighbor up there, right? Or you're in that neighborhood? I'm not too far from there. Uh, can you hear uh, when when it was back in the liveliest days, could you hear the music from your house? to my house? Nah. 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 So pe- people were just complaining. Like, you move into that area, you should know. You're right. gonna live by Nautical Mile. You're gonna get that in the summertime. That's I have not- to tell you, Matt. One yeah. night when it's I was we- playing drums with you guys at Eb Elliot's, um,
3: I had an experience where I thought I, lo- I, thought I lost my hearing. You, you were so freaking loud, and I kept playing louder to keep up with you. And I'm bashing, bashing. And, and then, but I, all of a sudden, I got to a point where I was going, "Oh my God! If this doesn't stop, my skull's gonna crack." I'm going to be deaf. And we finished up. I went to to my car. I couldn't tell if the car was on or off. I just (laughs) had this in my head. I thought I was permanently damaged from
1: that night. Uh, You wouldn't be the first guy to blame me for his hearing damage. Uh, I've I've made quite a few people deaf over the years. And I've made quite a few people wish they were deaf as well. Uh, so yeah, uh, but last time I played with you though, and uh, we're, we're running out of time here. But uh, last time I played with you uh, was at Off Key Tiki, Tiki, right? With that guy who was really, really a stickler about volume and uh, like would run up to the stage. He was like a control freak. He's gone now. Are you playing any gigs there? No, we haven't played there in a while because he was he had a were rules
3: on the right. stage. Yeah. About, you must play from this time to this time and then take a break and come back. He was like nuts. Yeah, he
1: was a total yeah. control freak. Yeah. But but he sold the place now, and I hear it's a fun place to play. I've heard that that it's it's a fun place to play now. It was always kind of weird because the dance floor was sand and it's really right. hard to dance in sand.
3: That was a great place though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he booked us there for New Year's one one year and uh Yeah. Yeah, and it was I remember it was below zero, it was so cold, and we're going, oh shit, no one to come out tonight. He had the place all decked up. He came out in a tuxedo, his girlfriend was all dressed up, and I think we played for a total of 11 people.
1: Nobody
3: uh, was be there.
1: Yeah, it's not the kind of place that you would want to go on New Year's. Year. It's a summertime kind of place. Yeah. Anyway. In my uh,
4: comedy career, that would be a sellout.
1: Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, Doghouse. Doghouse in uh, Doghouse, dog, yeah. Dogville, Pennsylvania. Uh, Doghouse, uh, go C G D Fenderson, uh, eight oh, PM. Boy. One more. Uh, Doghouse, go see go see GD at Doghouse in Pennsylvania. That counts as one more. I'm done. Right, I'm you, out you of race. You've you paid your debt to society. I'm out of race prison. All
5: right, all right, Matt. Matt is not a racist.
1: Oh, okay. Until so tomorrow. <laughs> right,
5: he's out of the right. race. Doghouse.
1: Anyway, uh, Johnny, uh, people uh, want to keep up with you and the gigs that you're playing here on Long Island. you yeah. mostly all on Long Island, right? You're not you're yeah. going to the city or anything? No, no too, old. Uh, too old. What's the best place to send you? Uh, send them to keep up with you? Are, are you got, is it the Facebook page? Uh, it's the Facebook page and there's a website. Oh, there is a website? Yeah. The cocktails.com? Cocktailsbandny.com. Cocktailsbandny.com. I will put that in the description so people can follow you. Cool. Listen, man, it, it's uh, been good catching up with you and seeing it. And I am a big fan uh, of your mostly acoustic music that you're putting on YouTube, but uh, I really enjoy it and I hope other people will. And uh, that's why I wanted you to be on the program today to expose your music to more people. Thank and you. Stuff. And thank you. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Have a great day. And t- say hello to Art for me, will you? My buddy Art, your, your friend Art Gustia. What? It, how do you pronounce his last name? Oh, Justizia. Justicia, yeah. Say hello to him for me. Uh, he, you were uh, way off. I know. Well, you look <laughs> at that name and you try to pronounce I'm, it. I'm surprised you remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, tell him I said hello. I can yeah, You think know, he's probably,
3: so cool. he's probably listening, so you say hello
1: yourself. Hey, Art. Hello. Uh, Art. How do you say it? It's just easier to call him Art yeah all right <laughs> all right well thanks for being here and we wish you the best man and uh come back sometime and i'll continue to uh plug your music for people and keep it, it out there i'll keep pu- plugging it thanks okay and tell your thanks,
3: daughter i
4: said hi and i apologize yeah i gotta
3: go she called because her daughter my granddaughter's sick it's Call- a school I gotta go pick her up i said uh, she's gotta wait, wait till 11 o'clock
4: all right, Well, be
1: well thanks for being here okay, Have a great thanks, day. Man. Bye. johnny rulo folks uh, john the cocktails johnny rules uh, the Molotov cocktails, all of that and above. Uh, and Willie is giving an automatic uh, invisible blowjob back there. What the hell's going on over there, Willie? The um, turbo is broken.
5: My my apologies. Sorry. No,
1: it, it, you can you can blow the Invisible Man anytime <laughs> you want on this program. Uh, Claude Rains. Uh, I, I like this song. Uh, when you were funny, I think that should be. You should. I'll play that as an opening, as your walk-on music for your gig, cd When you were funny. I <laughs> I have I have contractual open
4: music that I use when I walk on stage. Well, I think you should use this one. That's what I think,
1: and Willie agrees with me. Well, why would I use should. his
4: when I can use mine, my original music? without Because this one, this one is
1: uh, when you were funny. That's why. Because yeah, this one goes That's, that's <laughs> implying that I was
4: funny. But I mean, yeah. I appreciate the thought. You're, but that implies that at one time I'm sure I was funny. Once upon
5: a time, it was true.
4: Yeah, no. I don't it, know it's anything a song about so
1: remembering a long, 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 long time ago. Anyway, okay. Uh, yeah, all
4: right. I, I like John. It. I like Johnny. He's a good guy, man. Uh, and um, you know, and he, still, and he still admits to being friends with you. That's to me. That's the the rub. Because once we go off the air, I don't yeah. admit to knowing you. Once we once once we once once this goes dead, I don't know you.
1: He's, you're not alone in that. Um, basically, I think most of the world uh, will deny me. Some of you will betray me. Some of you will oh. deny me. Uh, uh, three no. times
4: before yeah. the cock crows.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> whatever,
6: my lord. <laughs> uh,
1: so tonight uh, on um, A Lord and His Lady, you will hear the Danica story. That's what we'll call it, the Danica story. Tales of Danica. Yeah. And Willie will, Willie yeah, will just shut, shut up and sit, sit there and, and listen.
5: God, I'm gonna to have to have tape over my mouth or something for that to be true.
1: Oh well, or you could just get the <laughs> thing you <laughs> were doing.
5: <laughs> oh, 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 oh yeah. You know, Carl Oh my god, you know, one of the god. one of the best jobs I ever had, uh I was a dock hoist operator for a um a metal company and um the it was it was cold out and so the guy who was training me for my job gave me these hand warmers or whatever and he's like uh and he told me he was like in order for you to activate these you gotta shake them but you gotta shake them a specific way and so he taught me that you gotta you gotta just shake them like this, you know, and he said if you open your mouth you could probably shake them a little harder. And I was like ah! You know and, and yeah it was it was All right. I'm so sorry. God damn it. funny. Uh, I, was just,
1: I was just mentioning Carl, and then this picture of him with some Brazilian hottie comes up on my feed here. Uh Carl had done he, a drunk, you know. Carl likes to get drunk and do his podcast and then go on for hours and hours. Like, they do, like, nine hours.
5: Hours and hours, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And one time he was on with Brett Brock, and for some reason he started just, like, mimicking himself beating off, and he was, like, drunk, and he was just doing this. And I was watching, and I screen captured it, and uh, the video of it. and, And then I posted a video of him doing that. He was here doing and the next one was like a guy, a male stripper in an SM costume mm. or something. And it made it look like Carl was beating off to this guy in an SM costume. And he got right. really upset. He, uh, everybody had a good laugh over it, but Carl was very uh, angry with me at, at that point. He told me to take it down. Mm. And I did take it down, but I just want people to know that I've kept it just in case he stepped I out kept it. <laughs> just in case he steps out, I'm gonna
5: I'm gonna have to need that for personal purposes. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm holding on to it just in case there's ever a need to blackmail call for anything or or just get back at him for anything. So it's there. Uh, but it looks like he's hooked up with some real uh smoking hot Brazilian hottie. Good for him. No wonder he went. And he's in Brazil right the now. I'm sorry. If he didn't yeah. have the accent, oh, he wouldn't I be to up a hottie. I do got to kind of run
5: because I got to make my appointment by noon.
1: I got to run, too. Go get a neck tattoo. Make sure you film it. Now, uh, yeah, and say it's – I don't know how you're going to save it. But if it, if there's any way you can send it to me in, uh, I don't know, we transfer or something like that so I can, like, uh, make yeah, it – Yeah, I mean, I preparable. plan on
5: transferring it to my computer as soon as I get home. Uh, I'll transfer the stuff from the GoPro onto my computer – and I can link my phone to my computer um,
1: and, and use we if you want to send big files like that so if you want to send them to me so I can make them you know somewhat uh, presentable online wetransfer.com. We... Right. anyway tonight 8, 8 p.m central 9 p.m 9 p.m. Eastern a Lord and his lady at 8 p.m. Uh, Pennsylvania time which is similar to North Carolina time. Uh, at the doghouse <laughs> you will see some uh, a lame attempt at comedy uh, with a terrible walk-on song that is just inappropriate uh, but oh, you will get to see uh, D. D Fenderson alright that's the show I'm kicking you guys out here Willie go get your uh, neck tattooed are you going to get a butterfly are you going to get a butterfly near your twat as well like down by your twat No. no. Uh, okay no. All right, get out. You too, Hey G.D. GD. Yeah. Get out. All right, all right. I like that. I kicked them both out. Let's see how I kicked them both out. That's the show for you today. I hope you will support John Rulo's music. Uh, the links are in the description. Check them out. I uh, hope you enjoyed when you were funny. That's just a, a sampling of uh, the kind of writing that John does. Great artist here uh, and a good friend. Anyway, uh, and I of somebody I apparently made deaf, but he recovered his hearing. So there you go with that. Anyway. Uh, don't forget to turn on your radio. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow. I'm not even going to tell you who's on tomorrow. Uh, we've had kind of a cancellation or a rescheduling of the morning show. It was called Cancer and Comedy or something, but the guy who has got cancer is not going to be on the program, so now we're just going to have a comedian on. Anyway, have a great day. Turn on your radio. Bye for now.